the Academy Award-winning director, Steven Soderbergh. Brett Favre claims not to know what a podcast is. You know, I have a podcast, Brett. Did you know that? Um, no, you don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> Reggie Wayne, Brett Edward. I had a, a, a pet snake mm-hmm. by the name of Law. I'm not a snake fan. I don't like snakes. Buy the snake in the house. I get a, a, a text on my two-way. Law dead. <laughs> Chris Cooley threatened to prank call me. Steven, how are you? This is David Dunn. Did I see No, you didn't because I'm recording this thing right oh, now, no, dude. No, no. This You're is the, the podcast. Uh, you the Andy best. Reed did not call Tim Tebow last night. <laughs> too much. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody, welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, the last one in calendar year 2013, in which there will be no NFL action of which to speak, because training camps open up next week, July 24th, is when most training camps open up, including the one uh, in Oxnard, California, where the uh, Dallas Cowboys will be opening up their training camp once again for the good people of the Golden State to come out and and uh, show their colors for America's team. And uh, I will be up there with Michael Irvin to kick off the first primetime edition of Inside Training Camp. I will be doing Inside Training Camp on that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the following Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, leading up to Canton, Ohio, where we have a Hall of Fame game. And then after that, we've got preseason action. After that, we've got a National Football League season. Holy cow, it's right around the corner. Exciting stuff. Also exciting that we have the entire band back together. There are no vacations. There are no site surveys. There are no <laughs> meetings. Meetings. There are no weddings. There are, there's no Bachelor nothing. parties. What else we got? Well, we're almost fully back. Chris together. Law, good to see you, sir. What do you mean by the, what, what do you mean uh, that me and Brockman's here? Well, I'm first here, off, here, guys, here, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be back and it's a pleasure to oh, see good you. to see I you. I might have to slide out later today for one of the interviews. I'm not 100% sure. What are you, what are you talking about? Um... Well, if you recall, we had on the uh, lovely Mrs. Schaefer and her lovely husband, Jeff Schaefer, and there was a bet last year. Yeah. That you snaked yourself into. I didn't snake into. If I remember correctly. Jackie threw me into it to silence you from begging from cameos. Yes, that's right, because you're a Patriot fan, and you you made a bet with the Schaefers. I did. If the the Patriots won. At Seattle last year. At Seattle. Six. They would have had to have worked the word boat race into one of the as unyet shot remaining episodes of last year's the season. Phrase of the phrase that was sweeping the league last Boat year. Boat race. You had to work, they had to work that in, and they would have. And they would have. Had the Patriots won that game. They were up at halftime, and then Richard Sherman 13 did his point thing. 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. I remember that. Five minutes to go. So and anyway. Then, that- and, then, and then by the S- Seattle winning, Chris Law got to have a cameo just like you did last year. Right. When... Um, you when I, when when I was there with you, yep. and that is that still your Twitter background? It's, it's the background background. Yeah, the background right, of, right. You, of you fist bumping, fist bumping RG three. Robert Griffin the third. And so today's the day of all the today's days. Today's the day. Yeah, I got the got the call uh, yesterday, and um, we're shooting you, shooting a little later today. You nice. do realize there's a big show that we have here. I know, I know. And and Huge so show. so so here are the guests. You tell me which one you will be here for, Peter King. I will be here for Peter King. Okay, because he's he's calling in. We're calling him. He's got a his new website coming out next Monday. The MMQB. I saw the new logo. He debuted it on Twitter. And um, basically, that this is the way of the world now. For those on air folks in the sports world or any world, you got to own your stuff. That's right. 
And uh, Peter, I guess, I think Simmons essentially has got the, it was the first one to do this business model with Grantland. But even before that, his old Boston Sports Guys site 10 years ago. Well, that's one thing. But I mean, to have the ESPN. Sure. Impromptu, you know, uh, the backing, the backing, yeah, and brand ba- is a little bit different than digitalcity.com, if sure. I may. <laughs> sure. Okay, but you know, basically starting your own website within the construct of a massive platform that you already have in Grantland, I guess that's what Peter's doing, and he's got he's getting a whole bunch of. He's got my friend uh, Jenny Fuentes on, who we've had on this podcast. Yes. From, uh, Richard the, Deitch, yeah. who has suddenly turned into Mitch Album on Twitter, with I all mean, these photographs I, of people. I, I love it. Of course it's great. I've loved it's it. great. It's been people great. love it. That's uh, what, but that's, that's why our Brian Banks podcast was so popular, is people Heartstrings. really uh, are, are attracted by human stories. And, you know, Richard, I guess, tweeted out, if you have a picture of your... It started very innocently. Yeah, just, hey, if you've got a picture of, of your... Your greatest moment of your life, you know, that's a that's a rarity. Sh- share it with me. So now, like, he's Mitch Album all of a sudden. It took over. Yeah. Took over. Yeah. It's like Tuesdays with Richard. I caught that the next day, and I was I saw his, no, my timeline was stuff. filled with them. What was it? But was it last Thursday? I think. It, tough to. Well, at any rate, uh, so he's getting together a whole bunch of scribes, NFL scribes, and and reviewers and whatever, and starting his own website, and he's going to come on to uh, promote that. So you're here for that. I'm here for Mr. King, uh, world champion. Tory Smith will be here in studio as he's probably part of the large Ravens contingent that's out here to accept what one must assume is Team of the Year award for the ESPYs. Mm. That's going to go down one on Wednesday assume. this week. Yes, and airing Sunday. I well, I, feel, I just feel bad for the rest of the team. It's just every year, if you win the Super Bowl, you pretty much win Team of the Year, don't you? <laughs> Wait, ESPYs air live. I might be wrong. No, I think they uh, they tape and hold. They no, not, not, not anymore. Not anymore, bro. No, not anymore. No, it's about ESPYs time. Live. I got rid of that. What do you mean about time? It's been that way for years. No, last year was the first year. Almost positive. Mm, no, no. I'll get well, on you're going to look that up. <laughs> I'll get on that. <laughs> anyway, Tori Smith is coming in studio. Will you be here for that? Uh, I will be here for Tori. I think he's about an hour away, maybe less. None other than longtime Victoria's Secret supermodel, Sports Illustrated cover model, and also a star, a 49er fan, and, and one of the stars. She's not just a cameo in this movie. No. She's got a real big deal part. Real part. In R.I.P.D. with Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds, Marissa Miller, in the flesh, right here in studio. The lovely Marissa Miller. Is that the one you're missing? It's not looking good for oh, me to be here for that interview. Oh, come on. The times. The latex oh. salesman finally gets his league cameo. And of all the times... You can't be here. It's awful. It's when Marissa Miller's here. Uh, An in-studio. In-studio oh, supermodel. Supermodel SI 2008, I believe, swimsuit cover, cover model. Yeah. Uh, Not that I know this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That sounds like a poll question. I mean, what I can't, like I can't what? like push back my call time for the league. No, you can't. listen. I mean, you are, you are a, you are not a chooser. You're a beggar. <laughs> I'm here. a beggar. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm staying in my lane, and I'm just going. You could, you could try to be a begging chooser. There you go. You know, which is the attempt. You say the Schaefer's, can I, can I move the call time? Can you, you, know can what, you move things along? You don't want to be known as a diva right yeah. off the bat. Come on. You're a diva extra, I'm a diva man. extra. 
That's a great fantasy team name, the Diva Extras. The Diva Extras. And you're my avatar. I believe I'm a featured extra. I'm not just an oh, extra. Oh, that's a Diva Extra. extra. That's a Diva that, Extra that's, right that's there. Diva What's talk. more Diva than that? That's Diva Talk Not much already. more Diva than that. That's amazing. So well, you will not be here for Marissa Miller in studio. There's a small chance I could be. It just depends on, on how we how long we go and so how this So basically, you're going you're gonna to take off in the middle of Tory Smith. Most likely. Okay. It just depends you'll on the take time off, of what you'll do. You'll take off in the middle of Tory Smith. And then see if you can get back. I'm going to try and at least catch the tail end. Okay. Good luck. No pun intended. Hey, now. Oh. You're a married man, Chris, hey now. Chris Law. Hey, now. Yeah. All right. So that's what's going on in this uh, times. on this podcast today. And, and uh, Rob Riggle. Last year's toast to the ESPYs. Yes. Going to call in because he's got a big event coming up in Kansas City, uh, his annual charity event that... Um, uh, is geared towards raising funds for the Children's Hospital there in Kansas City. Um, he will call in from Kansas City. Excellent. And uh, just to pop that out, it's the Big Slick weekend. It's him, Sudeikis, and Paul Rudd. I got the that t- whole... The Kansas City trio. Yeah. Um, and um, it's, a, it's a neat event. Every year they hold it on my birthday weekend. So, I, I'm, you know, I can't really go. But this year they decided to do it in July, so I'm going. It's this weekend go. in Kansas, Kansas City, for, City. The, for the Children's Mercy Hospital. Catch a ball game while in you're Kansas there. City. Yes, in fact, in fact, we play wiffle ball on the field at Royals at Kaufman Stadium. Fact wow. before, that before, before the Royals oh, and Tigers go at it, and that's, that's a big awesome. game actually in the American League Central. Yeah, and uh, that's on Friday night. And um, what's your batting stance look like? Oh, it's great. Don't worry. And when Riggle calls in, I'll tell you, because they give you an option as to which jersey you could wear. They give you a Royals jersey. Okay. And what your name is on the back and what number. 23 is a number. Not. No. Didn't go 23. Oh. You went, did you go George Brett's no. number? Dude, George you can't do Brett. that. Come on, a Yankee fan doing George Brett. Well, I mean, you're... I can't reveal, okay. you went, reveal it. I want to reveal it to Riggle. Tell me you went seven. George Costanza? No. Mantle? No. Oh, man. No. No. Seven. It's it's Kansas City. It's a Kansas City Royals jersey. Is all I'm is all I'm going to say. Sixteen. So oh, I, Bo Jackson. Can't reveal it. Okay, man. When Riggle calls in. Okay. I think I might have we'll had something there with that one. Um, obviously, there's lots to talk about with Peter King, with what's gone on during the summer. Whew. I mean, I was on Lebertard's radio show last Friday. Yeah. He called the network saying, "Hey, would you?" And Dan is one of the guys who I I really like in our business. I really respect him. Give some names you don't like. I can't. <laughs> but there are some. <laughs> there are some. That would have been great if you just Oh, man. <laughs> well, I mean, people follow me know how I feel about Skip Bayless. So oh, that's, yeah. That's, not a, uh, yeah that's, that's not a secret there. But I'm not a hater. I'm a congratulator. There you go. And so Levertard calls me up. Or calls up the network. I'm sure I'll do it. Have you ever done his show before? Oh, all the time. Okay. And uh, it was a 20-minute conversation about players being arrested, Aaron Hernandez is a murderer, maybe, allegedly, uh, the commissioner, what's he going to do about the Broncos executives? That's all it was. And I'm like, Dan, you want to ask me about the Dolphins? You know? <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm, you know, I, I'm, one of the things that I'm very sensitive about is, you know, I work for the NFL. I'm an NFL employee. There is no secret about that, but I have my own mind and the commissioner from the minute I joined this network, almost 10 years ago now, well, it's definitely 10 years ago since I joined it, but um, you know, our 10-year anniversary is in November since we turned the lights on, 
And our first event that we went to, Eric Weinberger, the executive producer, and I went to the Hall of Fame ceremony in 2003, the 40th anniversary. Now it's the 50th we're going back towards this year. Wow. So that was the first event we were ever at. So it's right around now that we're starting to celebrate 10 years. But anyway, the commissioner of the NFL, have I ever told you this story? About Roger Goodell? No. About I get hired and um, I get a call on my cell phone from the NFL. And it's uh, the assistant to Roger Goodell, who at the time I believe was the COO, the chief operating officer for the National Football League, wants to meet me, wants to play golf. Do you play golf, she asked. I'm like, yes, I do. Well, Roger would like to take you out golfing. So I'm, you know, a sports center guy for seven years, more, more a baseball guy than anything else. And um, I, I really didn't know the flow chart of the National Football League at all. So I call my boss, our boss, the guy who I like to say is smart enough to have hired me twice, the former longtime president of ESPN and ABC Sports, Steve Bornstein, now the NFL it's Network a great line, president. By the way. He's smart enough to have hired me <laughs> twice. I tell him that to his face. <laughs> I call him up, and I'm like, um, yeah, Steve, I got a call from Roger Goodell, and he stopped me right there. He goes, return the call. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he says. I'm like, okay, great. So I do, and we set up. It's golf. I meet him. We're playing golf, and um, it, we're just shooting the breeze for 10, 11 holes. 12th hole. I remember. It's the 12th hole. So just the two of you or two of us? Some? What course? Yeah, you drop a name. Um, it's, I don't remember where it was other than the fact it was over the George Washington Bridge. Okay. Okay. 81st Street, is it a part yeah, four? Part three, a part four. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm, um, that was not when I was standing on the street <laughs> corner when Seinfeld saw me, right? So at any rate, he takes me on a 12th hole. We're walking from T to green. I'll never forget this. He says to me, listen, we hired you to do it. You, like, you're excited. You were blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, I'm totally excited. This is going to be great. We hired you to do a job, what you did on ESPN and on SportsCenter for the last seven years. That's the job that we want you to do for us on the NFL Network. And you should feel free to be able to say whatever you want to say in the manner that you want to say it, you know, and, and you should speak your mind. And if ever you have a time where someone from the league calls you up and says you shouldn't have said that, or here's how you should have said it, or maybe you should say this next time, you call me, and I'll straighten it out. Wow. Is what Roger Goodell told me. On the, I, I remember exactly where I was because I was getting into the friggin' sand trap, <laughs> okay, from like the eight times a day. All right, and, and so he said that then. Cut to, he's now the commissioner, during the lockout. During the lockout. When you would think it's like DEFCON 1 and all of the suits are going to try and use this network as a bludgeon, a blunt force object to get its point across. And I interviewed the commissioner after the Players Association was threatening to tell the draftees not to go to the draft. Remember that? Right. Yep. We try, try to forget all that craziness in the lockout and never want to think about it again. So I'm interviewing the commissioner, and he's, uh, you know, it, the first question, that, that was the story of the day. I decide not to ask that question first. The first question I ask him, we're taping this for Total Access later in the day. Right. First question I ask him is that everybody is mentioning how the 
uh, NFL, the NFL says how you're losing money. The Players Association says they want to see the books. And if the books back up the point of the NFL that the NFL is losing money, why not open the books? That was my first question to Roger Goodell. And his response was, wow. He goes, that, that's not an easy question, Rich. You know, as he was joking. And then went into his answer. There was a problem with the taping. They busted it. They stopped down, as they say in the television business. Stopped me and the commissioner saying we have to start again. Which is very rare. Very rare. Of that. But I was, I needed a minute. I was very upset. Because here I am asking the most powerful guy in sports on our network a very pertinent question. Right. And one that many people would think that <clears throat> I don't have the right to ask the commissioner. We start again, and instead of me asking that same question again, I asked him the one about the draft. To switch it up. And then got to that question later in the interview. I get an email an hour later after it airs from the commissioner saying, hey, I noticed that the first question that you asked me was different when we started again. And I hope you didn't think me saying, wow, that was a difficult question, was me telling you what to ask and how you should ask it. Wow. And you should feel free throughout the, this entire lockout or whatever's going on, just reminding you again what your job is and what right you have to ask me any question you want. This is the National Football League commissioner. So when I'm on a show like Dan Lebertard, I'm very sensitive to people thinking I'm the man's mouthpiece. Yeah. I am not that. And I think I've built that credibility certainly for regular listeners of this podcast. So I'm very, very sensitive about that. That's a button to push me. And Lebertard, he didn't go there, but he kept on hammering at me with all of these things. And I said to him, hey, you know, at the risk of sounding like the, you want to talk football? Because that's what's coming now. Guarantee you, camps open up next week. A lot of these talks going to go away. We're going to start talking about quarterback controversies. We're going to start Games, talking about man. holdouts maybe. That's the off-the-field stuff unless there are some other idiots out there they are going to get in trouble. And that's the sort of thing that we're going to talk about with Peter because that's what he's mentioned in his Monday morning quarterback. Well, they got a week left of idiocy Well, remaining. he mentions in the Monday morning quarterback doing the math that, you know, the math supports the fact that the number of players who have been arrested – is a smaller percentage than what's the, what's it called the rest of America? I think, and, uh, and so we need we need to just take a step back here. Is what I told Lebertard. I told, but that's what all, all everyone's talking about right now. And again, I'm very sensitive when I'm try when people might think I'm perceiving to change the subject, but I'm not. I'm willing to talk about all this stuff. And Hernandez seems to be like again allegedly. The lowest of the low. I mean, it doesn't get any lower, right? Okay, but we also just saw what played out in Sanford, Florida, that a, a, a trial and what a lot of people think the evidence looks like sometimes doesn't jibe when it's in front of a jury. We're seeing a lot of aftermath of that okay. around the country right now. Long story short, the reason why I bring all of this up is just to remind everybody, I'm nobody's mouthpiece if I start talking football instead of this stuff, but... I understand that's what a lot of people are talking about right now. Next Wednesday, camps open up. Different story, I think. And I want to ask that of Peter King, who's going to join us in a minute. Again, uh, Tori Smith of the Ravens in studio. Rob Riggle on the phone at the very end. In studio for me and Chris Brockman for sure. Hopefully. Perhaps not Chris Law. Marissa Miller, who, by the way, is hot. 
Chris? <laughs> Wait, didn't you tell me earlier in this conversation I was the married man? Come on. I bought a new I'm shirt. Sure. That's right. You did oh, buy geez. a new shirt. Yeah, I definitely. bought a new that? shirt. He bought a new shirt. What is it? Wow. What's the shirt? Michael Kors. Mike, he, the man goes out and buys a Michael Kors shirt. I don't even know this you is, anymore, Brockman. Hey, listen. This is commitment law. This is commitment. I'm committed to he this show. He doesn't go around willy-nilly doing cameos unless he knows there's a window in which to do it. He doesn't Look. just go running off when the Schaefers call him. When a supermodel comes in, I'm here. Buying a new shirt with new Michael shirt. Kors, which, by the way, he didn't iron. You could see the creases in it a little no, bit. No, I, I cut I my the tags off. I this cut morning. my hair, which you <laughs> can't really creases. say. I see two creases. <laughs> Rip the tags off the snow. No, no iron. He no iron. Oh wow! <laughs> Did you see got, that? He's got chest <laughs> creases. Got, got chest I threw it in the dryer and off I went. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Is Peter King on the line? Peter King is dialing in. Yes, okay. he is on. Here he is. Busy. Pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast uh, a man who is uh, one one medium does not hold him down, as you <laughs> as you know. Uh, we've seen and enjoyed him on NBC Sunday Night Football in America for quite a bit, and then his Monday morning quarterback on SI dot com has now essentially would spawned be the proper word, Peter, for what's about <laughs> to come. Well, we're uh, going to introduce a new website uh, on Monday, Rich, called DMMQB. And um, we've got a good, bright, exciting new gr- uh, crew of, uh, of writers and editors and video people. So uh, we're going to try to bring a little bit different uh, taste to the coverage of the NFL. I mean, as you know, you look at NFL coverage right now, and no one can seem to get enough of it. And we're all trying to figure out, a different way and different, uh, uh, kind of a different way to, you know, to do it. And so I hope that through kind of social media, really good in-depth reporting, uh, some videos, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, really kind of, uh, you know, being the all-around website, I hope that we can appeal to a lot of fans to, look at the game in a different way. So how much of your fingerprints is going to be on, um, say, what other folks that you have hired uh, to write for the MMQB.com? How much How much influence are you going to have on this, Peter? Well, I mean, I do probably have my fingerprints on some of the story ideas and, uh, and things like that. But, you know, I'll give you an example. Robert Klemko, um, who we hired, uh, who had been at USA Today, a uh, young kid, I think he's 25 years old. I wanted to, I mean, we all wanted to do something about uh, what the future of gay players were in the, is in the NFL. And I thought Robert came up with a brilliant idea. Uh, you know, he basically has, uh, you know, a couple of former players who came out, obviously, after their careers ended sort of giving advice to their younger selves uh, on what it was like to, to be gay, you know, as they were growing up and playing team sports as kids. And it's emotional. It's kind of heart-tugging. And, Rich, it's something I never would have thought to write the story that way. So <laughs> I don't tell Greg Bedard, who's made a great career for himself and you know, in, in different places, and most recently the Boston Globe or Jenny Varentis, who's been at the Newark Star-Ledger, I don't tell them how to write or anything like that. I just say, hey, 
come up with the we're going to come up with some good ideas and go out and execute them as well as you can. Who else do you have? Drop some names of people that. Well, those are we we hired three full time staff writers: uh, Greg Bedard, Robert Klemko, and Jenny Verentis. And we'll also have uh, you know some other writers on our staff. We're going to have. Um, Don Banks is going to be writing a column every week. Jim Trotter is going to be writing for us. Andrew Brandt, who was ESPN's business reporter uh, for sport for, for the NFL, is going to be writing uh, a column for us. Uh, we're also going to have some uh, current and former players and maybe even some front office people uh, writing some smart things for us. And for analytics, uh, columnist, we've got Andy Benoit, who for a long time has written for the New York Times and Football Outsiders. So we're really excited right now um, about the staff that we have and sort of the impact we're going to be able to make. What about the Sports Illustrated brand, Peter? There's a lot being said about that. Obviously, uh, it, it's got to mean a lot to you. It's woven into your DNA. Uh, I know Turner has Bleacher Report, and much was made of how uh, that is, in many ways, their go-to mention during their right. sports television broadcast. I'd love to get your thoughts on where you think the Sports Illustrated brand stands right now. Well, I mean, I was I was really really happy that you know that Sports Illustrated was you know was uh, felt good enough about this idea that that I had of sort of a separate uh, and different NFL website. Uh, that they jumped in, you know, with both feet, basically, and they've been highly, highly supportive. And that's the thing, Rich. I've been at SI since 1989, and they have been nothing but incredibly good to me. I owe an incredible amount to Sports Illustrated for what has happened to me in my career and for whatever things I've been able to do with my family over the years. So I'm, I, I, I really owe a lot to SI. And I think what what basically they thought is that we need to be here on try to be here on the cutting edge of some new media trends. I mean, they basically have some um, you know some new websites that have sort of splintered away, but are still in the Sports Illustrated umbrella, the Extra Mustard, the Swimsuit Daily. Mm-hmm. Those are things that I think I think SI is trying to stay ahead of the curve in trying to do very modern things with, you know, on the web. So I think that's one of the things that I applaud Chris Stone and Paul Fichtenbaum, who run the place now, uh, for basically having being able to be forward thinkers enough to be able to say, hey, let's try this something new in the NFL. And they've budgeted it. Now, <laughs> I'll tell you the most probably the most interesting part of it was going to visit 19 advertisers in the offseason <laughs> and trying to convince them to uh, spend money to advertise on something that doesn't exist. You know, it was uh, that was quite an experience. But I got to tell you, the first one we went to Chevy in Detroit, and I walked in with a blue pinstripe suit because I expected the whole place to be like Mad Men, <laughs> and and I didn't know that in today's advertising world. Most people are 28 years old. They dress in jeans and a polo, if that. And, you know, one of the meetings I went into, there were 10 people in the room, and nobody was older than 32. And so, It's a it, learning curve, it, Peter. It, it's really yeah, – and you know what, Rich? Too few of us in this side of the business ever see 
no doubt what goes on in the advertising world. So that was really a good education to have. Now I'm fascinated by that part of the business because you have to know everything. You can't just show up and read a prompter or or yeah. just uh, just just you know well, you put also on the suit. Have to be able to say to them, and I I told a lot of people this that you know that I, I didn't mean in any way to to seem like oh my god you you know if you don't advertise with us you're you know you're making a huge mistake. But one of the things I said to them is that do you know how hard it is right now to be different and to have access covering the NFL today. Right. I mean, you know, 13 years ago when I covered the scouting combine, there were, there were 15 reporters in Indianapolis. And this year, thanks in part to NFL Network, yes. there's, there's 841 credentialed media there. But you're, so, is it is it you know. fair to call you, Peter, management now? I mean, are you management well, also? Well, I'm probably going to write as much as I ever have, and maybe even more. So, although I am... I do have a little bit of a management hat. We're having a lot of meetings today and tomorrow as we record this Tuesday and Wednesday in New York. And we're talking about what we're doing, you know, sort of uh, as a, you know, as a group. We're making a lot of plans for the football season. So I guess I have something to do with that. So yeah. I guess I'm going to have to put the management hat on. Yeah, I mean, the, the only... Like the only, I'm just thinking. The only person I ever fired was a dog walker who had a party when I was out of the house, and I busted him on the security cameras. You know, yeah. which I'm yeah. sure you know he might have wanted to take it a bat to Hernandez style, but you know, <laughs> but I busted him. You know, and I, you know what I mean. Like I'm not a management type, but this is, but you have to do this now, Peter. In this day and age, you have you have a brand to use that phrase. You have a, yeah. you have a fan base, and if you can launch your own website. And have what I assume is a piece. I mean, that's that's great, Peter. Uh, I mean, more power to you, and and, uh, yeah. and and that's the way of the world. If you can get it, yeah, I do don't it. have any ownership stake in this at all. But and I just hope that for the sake of the future of SI, that uh, we do well enough so that a rising tide will lift all boats. But you know, we'll see how we can do. Exactly. Well, good luck on that. What Thanks. what what you know? I I, I obviously made a glib. Offhanded reference to Hernandez, and it, there's just uh, nothing but shock and dismay and disappointment and even nausea sometimes when you read all of this material right. that's been you know coming out in dribs and drabs. Uh, wh- I, what's your take on it? I'd just love to just open the floor and get your thoughts on on Aaron Hernandez and and uh, and where you you stand yeah, on that. I, I was I was on vacation when it was all happening, and so I read a lot about it. Um, as I was in some different places. And I think overall, um, the one thing that just surprised me is that the Patriots basically were taken to the cleaners and didn't know enough or anything about this other life that Aaron Hernandez had, apparently. Um, And they gave him a huge new contract. I mean, I accept Bob Kraft's word when he says that they were duped about it, because otherwise, why would you, knowing that somebody uh, might have an implosion in his personal life away from football, why would you give him the kind of guaranteed money they, they gave him? So I tend to believe that that the Patriots didn't know all that much. But I do think, Rich, that one of the things that that Robert Kraft has to do and probably has done, 
is to ask the people who do who the, the people who do security for him. Uh, why didn't we know, for instance, that according to the police, that a vehicle rented by Aaron Hernandez is the vehicle that is wanted or was 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 spotted uh, as one of the vehicles involved in the deaths of two men in Boston uh, a year ago this month. I mean, those are the kind of things that I think, uh, you know, security has to protect the team and an ownership from. Uh, so that would be one thing. And then I think the other thing is just that um, I think the Patriots have to look at the draft process and they have to ask themselves this question. Are you willing to take a flawed Alfonso Denard in the seventh round, knowing that if he comes through for you, it's going to be a tremendous bargain pick. But if he doesn't, it's going to be a black eye for the organization. Are you willing, even though you've heard a lot of rumors and maybe more than that about Aaron Hernandez, are you willing to take him in the middle of the fourth round and risk the consequences? Those are the kind of questions that I think the Patriots, with some introspection, are going to be asking themselves, not only today, but prior to the draft in 2014. Well, introspection, no doubt, uh, I'm sure... um... You know, Arthur Blank could have a nice conversation with Bob Kraft or two about having a big moneyed player shock yeah. you with off the field behavior that you couldn't even imagine right. could exist. And you know, you mentioned the introspection about the Belichick style and of uh, choosing players. And there was an interesting comment in your MMQB about uh, Scott Pioli not being there and being right. a, a sounding board to give an opposite point of view that Belichick would respect as opposed to maybe what's going on in that building, introspection there as well. How much introspection do you believe Belichick will show publicly when Zero. this subject comes? Zero. You think Zero. there will be, you think it'll he'll he'll shut it down in the same manner that he shut it down when yeah, the, the because, Tebow extravaganza was going down media wise? Yeah. Yeah, I think what Bill Bill has this way about him and we could refer we could go back to you know, when the Cleveland Browns, it was announced, you know, late in the season that they were moving to Baltimore, but they still had games to play. You can go back to uh, the Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe uh, postseason, both are healthy, who we starting in the Super Bowl 12 years ago. You can go back to Lawyer Malloy 10 years ago when they lose to Buffalo 31 nothing. They release Lawyer Malloy in a cap move, and Tom Jackson goes on national TV and says these players hate their coach. You could go to Spygate. You could go to any of these things. You could go to the Dion Branch holdout. And the one common theme I think you will see is Bill Belichick stepping to the podium in front of the press and saying, well, I'm going to talk about the guys who are here. He's not here anymore. It's a sad story, but we're not going to address it. And he'll get answered. He'll get asked. 15 questions over a three or four day period he will deflect everyone unemotionally and then what he'll do is he'll just move on and everybody will know well you can't get blood out of a stone you're not going to get quotes out of bill belichick or you're not going to get any reaction from anybody on the team about aaron hernandez so they're going to stop trying and by august 15th aaron hernandez will be deep in their rearview mirror now what i would worry about rich is I would worry about Josh McDaniels. Hmm. Uh, not, not worry about him personally, right. but I would worry about Josh McDaniels, the game planner. 
because you remember a couple of years ago when Denver is going to play the New England Patriots in the playoffs, and the Patriots' playoff game, play, playoff, uh, the playoffs running game is from hunger. And all the stories going into the game were Tebow, Tebow, Tebow. And I covered that game. And I said to myself, hey, the reason that the Patriots just killed uh, the Denver Broncos is in large part because Aaron Hernandez was incredible as a running back, which I'd never seen before. You know, has anybody seen a tight end, you know, just go into the backfield and basically be your, you know, your, your, you know, your horse in the backfield for a game? That's what Aaron Hernandez did. Josh McDaniels has to figure out, do I have the elements on this roster at tight end to do the same thing that we've done with Aaron Hernandez, or do I have to run the offense a different way? And I'll tell you this, I will bet my bottom quarter on the fact that Josh McDaniels is not going to trade it to try to play two tights as much as he always has. I will bet that what he'll do is he'll basically to go more to a conventional offense because he knows that he has one of the most productive quarterbacks of all time who will do a great job in, uh, in, in adjusting to whatever Josh puts on the, on the game plan script in front of him. And what about this? And I, I got to mention the name Tebow here, mm-hmm. Peter, because that just. I don't think he's going to play tight end. Well, uh, why I just, not? I don't see it. Why not? He'll be, he'll be on the couch on, on, on September. When was the last time the Patriots had three quarterbacks going into a season? I can't well, remember, right? But, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Tebow. I, I, don't, I really don't. But. I think it's more logical to suggest, and I'm not, I don't know anything, really. I, I don't know what Tim Tebow's going to do, and who knows? Maybe he emerges. But I think it's probably, and this is like a, th- this, is, this is just sort of a, uh, you know, a guess about Tebow's role. I think the Patriots took him to, if he makes the team, to be active some games to not be active other games, and then to basically say, you know, when we think we see something on the goal line or we think we see something in somebody else's offense, we're going to activate Tebow, and we may call on him. We may play him some on special teams. And so that, that, that would be my guess, and I would just guess that they would try to improvise uh, a little bit on offense and uh, that's how they would uh, make up for the loss of uh, Aaron Hernandez. In the three minutes I have left with you, do you think we'd be talking about uh, the number of arrests in the NFL if Hernandez and his crime that he's alleged of committing wasn't so horrifying and so frightening? Uh, probably, or... prob- probably not as much. Um, and, you know, I made a point the other day in my column that um, – I think, I mean, the people who, who, and there are a lot of arrests. I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't, and, and it's, it's unrealistic to say one arrest is too many, but there's no question there have been a lot of arrests and too many arrests. But I guess I would, I would ask you this question. You know, the Cleveland Browns signed a under, an undrafted free agent linebacker, and he gets into a fight in a bar in New Jersey and he seriously injures a guy, and the Browns cut him the next day. I guess I say, here's a guy who probably wasn't going to make their team anyway. He's on their roster, who is probably 
been in Cleveland for one team meeting, and we're listing him yeah. as an NFL player who's been arrested. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I think that you've got to look at the list and and acknowledge that there's no question there've been too many arrests for for some of the things that you know over and over again are a problem. But I, I just, I have a hard time saying it's an epidemic and it's worse than anything that happens in society. And lastly, as you get set on your annual trip around training camps, I assume that includes Canton, right? Will you be in Canton or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll be there on the on the second of, of August. Really looking forward to it. And I look forward to that too. Which is there one story that you're looking forward to seeing in person, and you're hearing about? You know that's been talked about. You're looking forward to putting your own your eyeball in it yourself, Peter. Yeah, I'll tell you, Rich. There's really two things that that I'm really looking forward to seeing. One, obviously, is New England. I'm going to see the Patriots in a night practice in their stadium. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Tom Brady, uh, you know, is using some different targets because obviously he's got a bunch of new guys. You know, he's got a new slot receiver. He could have two new regular receivers. There's two rookies. Uh, you know, I think are, are, you know, potentially really going to be tremendously fun to watch, uh, especially if they adjust very, very quickly. And then I think the other, the other place that really interests me this year is going to be going to walk, going to Richmond, Virginia to see Washington. Mm-hmm. Because, Rich, I got to tell you, the first week of June, I was in Ashburn, Virginia. And I watched Robert Griffin III running around. And honestly, I saw him cutting. I saw him almost <laughs> sprinting. And he didn't limp. And I just think that we are going to see the, the, the Washington Redskins use Robert Griffin III not a lot differently. They're not going to put him in some cocoon this year. I believe they're going to play him the way that they think helps the team win the most. And I don't think they're going to make him a pocket quarterback. I think he's I think he's going to be Robert Griffin III, as you saw him That's last year. Awesome. And I look forward to reading your column after you go to New Orleans or Metairie, because I think that just his – Sean Payton being back yeah, that is, is just going great, to be – you're, you're right about that. That's another great angle. That's going to be – I'm going to see them in a preseason game in August. Right. And, I'm really, really interested in seeing how they look. I think I'm going to their third preseason game, which obviously is a great test. Yes. Oh, and the other thing, Rich, I think Chip Kelly's going to be fascinating yeah, that too. to watch this year. Yeah. It, it, there are so many. They're really. This is. You know, I was looking at my trip the other day. I'm going to see about 23 teams, and I just said, man, I could, I could write a really good four-page story in the magazine on every one of these teams. <laughs> I just think there's a tremendous tremendous number of interesting stories around the league this year. It's almost as if you need your own new website, Peter, to fit yeah, it all. Thank you. That's very good. Very good lead-in. Hey, that's just I just try to wrap things up in a neat little bow. Hey, Peter, I, I also read that you were going to be in uh, Oxnard. I will be there as well on the 24th. I'll see you then. If not, then, uh, then Canton. Thanks for calling. Excellent. Thank you, Rich. Really appreciate your interest. So it's mm, themmqb.com, essentially, is what the it is? themmqb.com. Monday morning, July 22, in the where in the uh, neighborhood of 9 a.m. Eastern time. We'll be there. Thanks, Peter. Thanks very much, Rich. You bet. That's Peter King. His themmqb.com goes live next Monday. Give it a whirl here on the Rich Eisen Podcast. 
You know, I, I don't know about you guys. I felt the juices flowing at the end of that conversation about you can't choose just one storyline in the NFL and how we've all been focused on whatever we're doing in the off season, non-playing season. We've all been focused on our on our holidays and our weddings and our site surveys and our <laughs> on our staycations and our right. vacations. Yep. And we're all, again, talking about Hernandez this and DUIs that and, and blah, blah, blah. It's coming. Football is coming. And you just heard him how talk about, oh, yeah, the Patriots. You know what? Oh, that's right. How about Chip Kelly? Sean Payton returning in New Orleans. The Saints are going to be shot out of a cannon this year, folks. That NFC South for me is right. such I, I mean, a crazy and, division. I mean, here's what I'm going to do right now. I didn't even think of doing this. I didn't even think of doing this. I'm going to do this right now. And that is just I'm just looking at the standings. going to go team by team. Just real quick, just storylines. I got Dallas. We're going to go to Dallas. We're going to go to Oxnard. Okay, Tony Romo's got his whole new contract, right? Ooh, big money. And, and Jerry Jones says he wants Peyton Manning time out of him in the and when, when he's not playing. He's not playing golf this offseason. Is DeMarco Murray going to stay healthy? Des Bryant looks like he's going to be the beast. Is he the guy defensively? Do they have the secondary? Well, we saw where at the Super Bowl. He had a torn labrum. I mean, he was full. Dallas is always fascinating. You heard about Washington. He wants to see RG3 run. All that stuff that McNabb said about him and that, that uh, Willie McGinnis backed up. Here, Warren Moon backed it up, too. Yep. Saying, don't talk about your injury because you're only setting yourself up for, for failure. And all we've heard about is how he's exceeding expectations and he looks great. He's running fast. How is, how is uh, that offense going to look? What was it, Pop Rocks and Tootsie Rolls? Arakpo said that you know he started – Talking about Super Bowls and things. Can of that Alfred nature. Morris run for sixteen hundred yards Can again? Can he do that? Could, Can Chris Cooley retiring. Chris Cooley retiring, going to the booth. Man, they get. say he's not replacing Sonny Jurgens, <laughs> but Cooley will bring his. You know, he's got to do. Pottery. It's going to be amazing. Let's put it this way: he'll be the only guy in the history of the medium of radio to do pottery on the air. Yes. Cool because, the man. because who does pottery on the radio? We got to get cool. Well, we did it the during the lockout starts. with with cool. Well, that was TV. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We did it on TV. The <laughs> New York Giants. Aaron Ross saying we're not going to let anybody in our backyard playing the Super Bowl. Eli Manning. We all know Victor Cruz got his contract. Hakeem Nix. What's he going to do? Who's going to run the football for that team? Is it going to be the kid that they drafted last year? Yeah, the rookie, right? speedy guy. You know, I mean, and and can because we all saw in the first half of the season there's all sorts of problems. With the way, you know, um, they were running the football there. I mean, Ahmad Bradshaw and Andre Brown were the best, were, were the top runners for the for the Giants last year. And David Wilson, is he going to be, David I mean, Wilson. he just went crazy in the second half of the season, certainly on special teams. He's got to hold on to the ball. Though. Is that he going to his... be the guy? Is he going to be the guy? Do they have the defensive horses? That's what Harry Carson said when we had him on. Yep. OC Can they go out. rush the passer? That's the NFC East. Well, That's, not even mentioning the Eagles. Well, the, in the Eagles, I mean, come on. Who's playing quarterback? What is that going to look like? It's going to be Vic. It's Let's Vic. be honest. It's got to be Vic. LaShawn McCoy. You know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take Foles. You'll take Foles to where, start? Where, where will you take Foles? I mean, I'm going to take Not in Philadelphia. <laughs> not in, uh, yeah. Unless, unless I bet, Vic I bet gets I, hurt. I bet he starts week one. What is that going to look like? I, <laughs> Law, what are your Eagles going to look like? Nobody knows. It's amazing because are you going to predict them to win ten games again like last year? <laughs> oh, Let's whip through it. Chicago, Jay Cutler, post Erlacher, Peanut Tillman. We all know he's he's who said recently. I think I forgot. I read recently that he's uh, Darrell Revis in a uh, in a cover two shell. 
that's ah. basically what he is. Is Forte healthy? What is that team going to look like? Mark Trestman coaching the Chicago freaking Bears. CFL. I mean, Brandon Marshall might have 150 catches. The Green Bay Packers, we all know what they're going to look like. The question is, can they stop anyone on defense? Minnesota, Adrian Peterson, the Pondernator. Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings is in Minnesota. Peterson said 2,500 yards of possibility. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's insane. That's there's no chance. Can well, they can they take a step forward in the after last year with Leslie Frazier? Detroit. We talked about this in your absence last week with Detroit doing what essentially they had to do to get the cap room. Right. And they got they got a 17 win quarterback cheap. Do you say that? <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. Of, I don't know. Certainly if he's a franchise guy. McNabb saying he didn't earn his contract to Stafford. And Stafford, you know what he said? He said I agree. Well, you didn't say I I didn't earn it. But, you know, I understand where you're coming from. Right. And he plans 17 wins. Already. He's got 17 wins. I didn't see his follow-up to that. that he, he, he said that? Stafford said, I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah. But he's like, he's like I got to win. And to be paid like Rodgers and Good Breeze and those guys, I need to win a playoff I mean, game. I mean, Swartz Super Bowls. might be coaching for his job. There's no doubt he is. Yeah. There's no doubt that he is. That's the NFC North. Because I want to see what Reggie Bush looks like in Detroit, too. I mentioned that last week. I can't wait for that. On well, turf. I mean, it, on paper, it looks, it sounds great. And they still got Mikel Shore, so he's not going to be. And Javid Best, if he ever comes back. NFC South, Atlanta. It's my I, favorite division. They're going to have to wrap up Ryan before the season, I think, for a long-term deal. Ice. Atlanta, may, maybe they go ahead and get Richard Seymour. Before they've the been season, talking I know about, there's been, been a lot of talk about that, right? A lot of flirting. Right? A lot of flirting. I don't know, but they they got they got they got Tony Gonzalez back, and they're ready to go. And those wideouts, right? Get, right. Matt Ryan's my fantasy QB. So New gonna, Orleans, I think, is going to be shot. Like I said, shot out of cannon. And it, Tampa Bay, with what Doug Martin did last year, can Josh Freeman right? take a step? Freeman's forward? in shape. Yes. Cam and uh, with the Panthers, right? I love the, that division. Carolina, which by the way, Cam Newton saying this week he's from Atlanta. And he's a Falcons. He's fan. He's still a Falcons Except, fan, but he's not watching it. Right. And that's, I, I that's, just, that's just three quarters of the NFC, and we're going to have to take a pause right now because a pair of Super Bowlers walking through the door right here together. Send them in, Chris Law. Send them in. Come on in. Good to see you. Navarro Bowman, how are you? Tory Smith. we got uh, Chris. How you doing? A Nittany Lion and, and a turtle. Here, grab that headset right there. There you go. Two. Always good to have a Nittany line in the studio, Rich. Uh, always good to have a Nittany line in the studio, uh, Chris Law just said right there. Good to see you. Chris Law, guest five. For Tori, Nava- good for to Navarro. see you, sir. Nice thing, nice thing. Good to see you. Navarro? Yeah. How, how are, are you? Doing? Good to see you. All right. Welcome to my podcast. Thanks for coming <laughs> on. I, I understand uh, you came out for the podcast, and you'll just go to the ESPYs, right? That's, that's why you're out here. You came out here to be on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Correct? Definitely. That's the highlight. Isn't that, is that, <laughs> I got the itinerary correct, right? The main trip. Thank you. Main That's, this is the main reason for the trip. <laughs> you know, reason. we don't have a red carpet. There's no Chrissy Teigen here yet. <laughs> yet. Um, congratulations, by the way, on winning the Super Bowl. How does it, I mean, it, does it, who? huh? Who won the Super Bowl? No, this guy right here. <laughs> oh, oh. Right here. What are your, I mean, do you still... Do you still get goosebumps thinking about it? I'd love to, to get your thoughts. You got a big smile on your face. Well, first right now. of all, this is my boy right here, Navarro. That's I know my that. boy now. So I, I don't want to. I don't want to make it awkward. I know but, that. I understand. You know, I'm definitely. You know, it was, a, it was an honor. You know, it was a tough game, and you know mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Right, 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 right. He's you been, okay with that? He's being modest right now. Do you want to tell him what you you asked? Um, 
I uh, absolutely do not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try well, to find I, the audio. There it is right here. Is that it right there? Oh, yeah, that's my Close your eyes, bro. Lord. Oh, my goodness. Look at that There thing. you go. Can I get See, a, I knew can we I were going to have Tori. I knew we were going to have Tori. Can I get a picture? For those at home, the turned around backwards, not looking. Here's the deal. is I. It is pretty wild. I knew Tori was coming in here. I had no idea I was going to have a San Francisco 49er here in the mix on this show as well. So this is fun. Are you guys Look can you guys can you guys can can we, talk about it or what? Yeah, we can handle it. I think you know we've had a long enough off season. Now <laughs> you know we're we're able to talk and conversate about the experience. Now. Okay, I have the the Super Bowl ring in my hands. It's about the size of your hand, Rich. It is, in fact. It's a it's a walnut. Holy smokes! Wow. <laughs> This is quite something else. How do you guys know each other? Very small world. Uh, we're so? actually from the same same area sorts. Uh, we have the same barber. Um, <laughs> same you know, everything. Same everything. The really. same barber. Same barber. So is that where you met at the barber shop? No, actually, the barber kind of like put us together, and uh, you know, just been going after it since. And Tori actually was able to come to my camp and help me out. Uh, two weeks ago, and I appreciate that. Mm. And he also played my charity basketball game as well. Okay, I know him since the Maryland days. So, so then, what about um, the Super Bowl? Then, what was that experience like? You know, uh, knowing that Tory was on the other side, and I, I, I had a few chances to hit him, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, he kind of got through that crack uh, faster than what I reacted. But um, it was just a great experience, you know, playing against him and, and just us having that opportunity and all. Um, you know, I, I really wish we would have won it, but you know, at the at the end of the day, you always hear from veterans that you know you never probably get back to this point. Um, so enjoy it. Um, but uh, we definitely have a shot to do it this year, so I'm looking forward to and it. And now Anquan's his teammate. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, you know, we're definitely <laughs> thankful for Anquan. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot, know, a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people are now going to be looking to you a little bit more yeah. mm. to to do more. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm sure I'm not the first person to have brought that up. To yeah. You. I mean, but to me, I view it all the same. You know, Anquan did most of his damage out of the slot. You know, and I'm not really in there too I much. Know. You know, so for me, the, if there's any pressures, you know, catch more balls when they're thrown your way. No, you know, I know. You got to be on the same page, and you know, I'm playing the same position, so it's not like you know, all of a sudden Anquan's gone. I'm going to his spot. You know, I'm still outside and. Still, well, I can play multiple positions, but, you know, for the most part, still in the same area. Mm -hmm. The routes aren't going to change. The plays aren't going to change. You know, it's just on me to go out there and execute. And make the plays. Make the plays. And Flacco. Oh, Navarro, you want the ring right there? There you go. Navarro Bowman right now. See, Michael Crabtree wanted no part of seeing the ring, but Navarro's kind of into it. Navarro Bowman is now looking... At the Ravens Rockman, Super Bowl ring, yeah. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna take. I've got my iPhone. No, Rich can do no, it. No here we go. Here, no, no. Here we go. There's Navarro Bowman checking out uh, Tory Smith's Super Bowl ring. It's beautiful, man. It's nice. See, thanks, bro. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I haven't told a Raven congratulations. So congratulations, Tory. Okay, we were at his camp. We didn't talk about the Super Bowl at all. You know, we just kept it. Kept it friendly. Well, you can't be the first to bring it up, right? Well, no, you he has to do it. You know, I mean, because it's it. You know, like, I'm his boy, so, you know, I came out to support him. You know, we're there to help with the kids. And, you know, it's Patrick Willis. Throw it in my face. There's a few of them, you know, so it was more about the, the kids than us. Well, I'm going to retell this story right now. <laughs> Again? Tori, yes. It's Jermaine. Uh. Tori, the very seat in which you were sitting. What was it, about two months ago? Yeah, something like that. Michael Crabtree, pre-blowing out his Achilles, mm. was sitting here. And we had a very fun interview. It was good. We talked about the final four plays of the Super Bowl and 
how he got hit so hard that uh, he was seeing stars and essentially even blacked out on one of the hits. Yeah, that's what he said. Anyway, long story short, uh, my friend Chris Brockman here says to him, will you look at, will you want to see Anquan Bolden's Super Bowl ring? To which point he sort of said, you know, the look you're giving me right now, Navarro, which is like, why in the world would you ask me that is essentially the look he well, gave. Well, it was like... And I, then he said, well, yeah, I, I mean... I've seen a Super, Bowl, a Super Bowl, Bowl ring before. It's not a big deal. And his follow-up was, well, it's, you know, the way... No. What, what did you say? What did I you said, say? I said, you know, you could use it as inspiration. No, you because said... Because he got the ring, ring because he defeated yeah, you. Yeah, he pointed out, well, you're the one, you know, he beat you for the ring. And that is when... There was almost fisticuffs in the room. <laughs> <laughs> that was when. I mean, that's, def- that's definitely a tough situation. You know, I can kind of relate in a different way, a little different. <coughs> definitely a lot different. Um, Darrell Scott, you know, played running back. He played running back with me at Maryland, and uh, he won a Super Bowl ring with the Giants the year before, and we lost, you know, in dramatic fashion to the Patriots, you know, to get knocked out of the AFC Championship game, send us home, and. You know, I got to see his ring, and, you know, I was like, it was my background on my phone for about <laughs> two or three months. So in, a way, so in a yeah. way, it kind of you inspired know, I, you a little yeah, bit. you know, I was like, man, like, I want one of those. Yeah. You know, if you lose, there's nothing you can do about it, you know, but it's like, man, it it definitely drives you to want to get another one. Huh. Tori Smith, thank you for backing me up, sort of. <laughs> I don't thing. know if he backed you up on that. No, no, he did in a way. I mean, but if I was a part of the paparazzi who stirs thing up, and I'm not, yeah. <laughs> thank you, I would say I'm trying to connect dots here and say you think you would have beaten the Giants in that Super Bowl. No, I mean, it's yeah, not I'm, that, I'm, but that's where I'm every, trying. Every, 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 every That's your ring, is no, essentially. Every athlete, <laughs> I, I feel like if, if you're not playing to win the Super Bowl every year, then you're wasting your time, you know, because there's, there's no bowl games. There's no second place that's really important. Everyone wants to, to win the big thing. And for us to get knocked out the way we did, we, you know, we fought hard. The New England Patriots, they deserved it. They beat us, you know, and. For us, we were on the outside looking in. I watched the Super Bowl. You know, it wasn't like I hid away from it or anything. But, you know, I watched that ring, and I'm like, man, like, you know, this is a guy who I've known for some years. And, you know, we went to war together in college, and I'm watching him celebrate and see how he feels with that ring on his finger. You know, either way, I I didn't have it. You know, I wanted one. So, Navarro, do you have a Miami Dolphins hat? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I do not. You do not own one? I do not own one. If you own one. (laughs) Would you uh, put it on your head? Would you do that? You know, I was I was talking about this this topic uh, the other day. This very topic. This very topic. That's odd. You know, and, and, and Cap's my guy. You know, yes. he, he's and I understood why he wore the hat. You know, um, the the critics um, they don't understand our era. In our era, we like wearing snapbacks. You know, they they've created so many different types of snapbacks that. You know, it goes without outfit or without shoes. You know, so so it's a fashion thing. It's a fashion thing. You know, and, okay, and, and that's what it comes down to. So, cap being who he is and it being our era, we don't pay attention to things like that. If it's the color and if it matches, you know, our outfit, then we'll wear it. But in you know, um, in response to that, you know, I simplified it. You know, I just stay away from all NFL teams. That's the rule. You know, that's uh, I just, just look stay at away the NBA, it. hockey, you know, baseball. If, if you are looking for a sports apparel to go, with to it. accessorize, yes. you go with a different league is what yes. you're saying. I stay mm-hmm. away from my league and go to a different Will league. you tell your quarterback this trick of the trade? I definitely will. 
I definitely will. I think. I uh, think you'll see him at the ESPYS, right? <laughs> pull, him, pull him aside. Pull him aside. You know, hopefully, he just doesn't show up. You know, with a dolphin lid there on the red carpet because it goes with his tux. He's got a teal and orange tux for some reason, but. Dumb and dumber style, yeah, right? Yeah, you dumb and dumber, right? <laughs> tuxedo, right? <laughs> but, I mean, there were a lot of people very upset about that. Yeah. Oh, man. But, I understand the people and the fans, but I'll, I'll tell Cap to stay away from the competition. Yeah. You You're know? shaking your head, Tori, huh? Because people take things so serious. <laughs> like, it's just a hat. He didn't have a <laughs> Miami Dolphins contract he was trying to sign or right. trade me to the Dolphins. It's just a hat, you right. know? Like, I watch people get mad at guys on our team all the time because they wear a New York fitted because, you know, it's obviously Orioles country. And it's like, oh, yes. It's just a hat that you're wearing to match. You know, it's just a little she different. You know, not, every, not everything's so passionate. You know, like the 49ers have the cleanest jerseys in the league. They're in Oakland, and it's like, you have an outfit or some shoes that come out that might match those, those colors. It's like, you can't wear it just because. Of a fan's reaction. Mm. You know? Can you imagine John Elway, though, like wear, wearing a Philadelphia Eagles hat? <laughs> or like <laughs> Michael Singletary wearing a, That's you know, the difference between our era yeah. and that era. They're yeah. just, the the old guard is just not fashion conscious. There was no swag back then. No snap There were no snapback. There was just back. There was no Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, because to me, a lot of this stuff, it just that makes me just want to – I can't wait for football. Yeah, that lets you know it's offseason. You know what I mean? Like, it just – I can't wait for it. And and can't wait till we talk – I mean, everyone's going to be talking about this point. When's training camp open for you? 25th. 25th. Mm -hmm. Talking about, you know, and you're going to hear it too. Do you want me to get you ready for the media? Training camp? I already have my answers. No, hold. So let me let, let's do it. I'm gonna get you ready. Oh, here we go. This right, is the podcast it. training for training camp. All right, let's <laughs> okay. go. Tori, so uh, Ray Lewis isn't here anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean for the team to not have your heart and soul with you? Um, we played without him last year. He's a great leader. We're gonna miss him, but you know, every everyone has to retire. You can't play this game forever. What he accomplished was amazing, and we were proud to send him out on top. But it's a new era. We gotta go. Okay. Uh, what that was you, good. That was huh? good. That was nice. I, I was a little bored by it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's what that's what you got to do. That's a stop. Yeah, that's me, a stop answer. People, like people, people read so much into everything. Like I said last year, I said something about Ray. Like yeah, he's not like, here. Like he's not. I'm like yeah. I'm like he's not the only guy. Like they're like oh you do you guys want to win it for Ray Lewis? I'm like well he's no, the only, we, we I'm like he's the only guy that has a ring. I'm like he's it. not the only one like that we want to play for. Like we yeah. play for each other. And they're right. like oh. He said Ray Lewis isn't everything. They, right. They, like, we play for each other. We all play for each other. I mean, well, I'll, I'll give I, that a B response. Well, I mean, we're not grading the response. It's just, uh, it, it, well, I, I did call it boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here on this podcast. We don't accept the... The norm. Yeah, you, 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 were, you just, I already saw, I already tell, you kicked into some sort of uh, cruise control. You, yeah. hit, you hit like a button right so there, you, right? You, okay. won't, you won't have me on another show. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we'll no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> have you on another show. So I want to have you on all the time. <laughs> Come on. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Joe Flacco, huge contract, Tory. How much pressure is on him to succeed? Same pressure that's there every year. You know, you guys uh, tore him apart before he even won it. What do you, you mean, know? you guys? I didn't, tear, guys. I didn't tear him apart. He, I never tore he him says, apart. He says that he thinks, you know, He's confident. He feels he's the best quarterback in the league, as any quarterback should feel. They should. You shouldn't feel like there's anyone above you. He goes out and says that, and everyone's like, "Oh, now he thinks he's elite," and they were killing him. And then he won, 
And now I was like, oh, that wasn't good enough. His stats weren't good enough. He won, but that's still not elite. Like, it doesn't matter as long as you win. Eli still had to remind everyone he was elite after winning after, his first Super Bowl. Oh, my God. And then won his second. He has two. Like, he's got two and now. He still and people, gets it. He's still going to get it. Yeah. And you know what? Your, your guy Joe's going to get it again, especially yeah, especially with Anquan on Navarro on your team now. Yeah. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone's I – mean, It's he, all on Joe. Fair, fair or not, fair mm-hmm. or not, and I don't think it's fair. But uh, it's not Joe's fault that Anquan's on San Francisco, but people are going to put two and two together saying that your team couldn't keep him because they had to pay Joe. If I had a dollar for every time that happened, yes. I'd be like Navarro's new contract. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. Ooh, like, yeah. wow. Yes, everybody. <laughs> I like that. All right, and I got, I got one more for you then. Ed Reed's not here. I mean, you don't have Ray. You don't have Ed, mm. right? And then that's, the, that's the Ravens. Hey, that's the Ravens. I'm not gonna. I agree with you on that though. Like, is as a watching it from a fan before, mm-hmm. like that's definitely a huge boy from the outside. But everyone knows, like, players come and go. Like, as sad, you, you know, there's a little bit of an attachment there, mm-hmm. you know, from the fans' perspective because those two, those two guys. When you think of the Ravens, you think of those two in the defense, you know. But I mean, it, it comes with the territory in the locker room, and you guys obviously know, like, players come and go all the time, and you know, it was their time. Mm-hmm. And um, Navarro, I already asked the first question. What's up with Kaepernick's hat? That's one. We already, <laughs> we already got that one out of the way. Yeah, we already got that one out of the way. Uh, another one that's going to be for both of you, too, is it's going to the Super Bowl is so difficult. You get the hangover. Very rarely when you win the Super Bowl do you get back. Usually the loser of the Super Bowl, or let's put it this way, the non-winner. I don't want to look you in the face and use the L word. <laughs> the non-winner of the Super Bowl, uh, it, it's even difficult for them to have a winning season. How, how are you guys going to rebound, Navarro? You know, uh, the team that we have, I think, you know, we've rebounded already. I mean, the guy's been in there, you know, since day one of, of, of many camp OTAs, uh, whatever you want to call it, and um, and been been up in spirits, man, just really, you know, wanting to get back to where we were. Um, we have the formula. You know, we've been, you know, in that little area of, you know, reaching the Super Bowl, um, you know, three years in a row, you know. So why not make the third time a charm and win this? Win and it? Deshaun is now in Tampa. Who's going to fill that void? You know, uh I leave that to upstairs. You know, they went out there and drafted Eric Reed. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the guy. You know, he, he's willing to learn, you know, and he's coachable. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it and, and seeing, you know, how fast and quick he can learn and fly around out there. And just how many pairs of khakis does Jim Harbaugh have? I believe one. Huh? I believe one. No, it's the Tampa. He said one. That cannot cannot be possible. Can we get him a Dockers contract or something? I don't know. Maybe he has one. He's probably got the contract already. I mean, the outfit never changes. Ever. I mean, mean, at the last press conference of the Super Bowl, your coach – he showed up suited and booted. Mm. Yeah. Okay. John showed up, coat, tie, suit, whole bit. Jim showed up. Oh, okay. I got the black shirt and I got the khakis. That's how we do it. We go to work. You know, once work finished, we take out our shirt. You know, after yeah, work. I noticed done. that. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have a snapback on. <laughs> didn't have a snapback. <laughs> See, I think yeah. I think um, our Harbaugh knew that was going to happen, so he wanted to, you know. Try to outdo him just by one, one little step, you know. <laughs> Change it up, huh? Yeah, because he knew he knew how they know how each other. Yeah. You know, come out like that. Yeah, and John always has some something special dialed up for training camp, right? I don't know about Jim. John usually has like a guest or somebody that comes. Yeah, we have people we, come all the time. We Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Muhammad came. Ali came with yeah, that. Was, that was probably the coolest one. No disrespect to anyone else, no, but, you l- know. By the way, by the way, you don't even have to say that. I mean, Muhammad <laughs> you know, Ali, yeah. they don't call him the great. You got your Cassius Clay shirt on right now. Yeah. They do not call him the greatest 
for nothing. It was definitely. I, so, words really can't describe me. You know, it was like this. I think he kind of hyped it up. Like we had no clue. You know, it you was, didn't know when he walked. We in had him? no clue. Yeah, it was like all that week. He just kept showing us like highlights of him, and mm. you know why he's the greatest, both on and off the field. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, his dad's up there giving his story, and he's he's acting it out, throwing punches, making sound effects. Yeah, Jack, Jack yeah, Carball, boom, right? yeah, boom. the same story. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we, he recycles the story. And then, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> He recycles the story. He knows exactly what it is. And he just comes out on the golf cart. like, man. oh, man. You know, but, yeah, they definitely recy- he recycles his stories. He tells it to us both. At man. least you know Jack is consistent, he right? He definitely is. Jack. He doesn't just do it. He's got to do it Great for story both sides. Te- great yeah. storyteller. Yeah. Great story. Yeah, he came on this show a few weeks ago, and I could have just sat there and listened to him the whole time. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> this is this is good. This is fun that you guys are, are friends, yeah. even though, you know, and, and he can wear the hardware. In front of you. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Who else from the Ravens are out here for the ESPYs? Um, Flacco? Yeah, Joe's Joe? out. Um, Dennis Joe's Pitta. Here. Dennis Pitta. Um, Terrell Suggs. T-Sizzle. Well, he's he's Hollywood. T-Sizzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, I think he, I think he, 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 considers, he, him, he considers himself an auteur, correct? Yeah. A filmmaker? Producer. Yeah. Right, a producer. He, hey, he's, a, he's a huge critic in the locker. There's always a movie playing in his locker. What do you mean? Like he has like a TV set up in his locker. In his lot, watching like a movie, yeah, different movies playing. Any, are there Even any chick flicks? Chick flicks? <laughs> go chick flicks. You can see a little bit of everything. But he's like a, a little fried green guy. tomatoes. Little he's notebook. watching. Yeah, new movie comes notebook. out. He's watching it that week. <laughs> notebooks. Hey, the note you asked. He still watches notebook. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. I, I asked him that at the Pro Bowl years ago. Oh five, oh six. It, well, like I, when was the year that he was on the Eagles? When was that one? I don't know uh, when it was. That was 06. Oh, 06. Okay. Lost, this, was, this is a great story because we, we had a set at the Pro Bowl on the beach, okay, and we would set up, like, beach chairs and lie there. Unfortunately, for the viewing public, I, I you know, I had no shoes on. And one time, I think Harry Carson busted me for not having a pedicure. It was not fun. <laughs> but anyway, I'm coming out, and we're trying to get McNabb and Terrell Owens to come out together. They just lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. Both of them would not do that both said no they both came individually both said not together and that's when we went hmm <laughs> maybe something's going on there yeah. so when T.O. came out individually I asked him what his favorite movie was he said The Notebook I nearly fell off the chair <laughs> <laughs> so you joke it's, uh, I mean T.O. Uh, T. loved him some Notebook I think he still loves him some Notebook hey, what's your favorite movie my favorite movie that's a tough question okay though. I have to say, uh, oh man, man you're I, thinking hard on about the this. spot. Yeah, I love something movies. he doesn't want to admit. No, nah, <laughs> I'm really a um, a uh, what's the guy? Um, uh-huh. it's, uh, uh, hey, what's the name? You of must it? love him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do love him. Actually, they come out with so many different series. Of Tyler Perry? No, it's actually, 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 actually. Come back to me. I'll, I'll let you know. He name. passes. You know the oh, actors? Passes. Who are the actors? Tori, what's your favorite movie? Forrest Gump. Forrest oh. Gump. Life's like a box of chocolate. Yeah, a favorite movie. You never know what you're going to get. I used to watch it so much in college, I promise I could act it out. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. But which you won't get anything. <laughs> I won't, right, not right now? Not, today, not right now. All right. So what's your, who's your favorite character? Is it Forrest? Yeah, definitely. Is it, I think this it's is why. Bubba, this it's is, not Bubba? Bubba? This is why I think it's Bubba, the best. Jenny. Lieutenant Dan. It's, Lieutenant a, it's Dan. a great movie. It has a love story. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a little bit of action. History. Yeah, definitely history. Yes. And odd, you know, the way they try to throw it in. Like, he's a part of so many different That's historical right. times. Yeah, and, um, exactly. I think that 
It shouldn't be, but it's very funny. You know, know, it's a comical there, movie. There yeah. are some funny parts. Yeah, it, some funny parts movie. it has everything. It you know, t- it has like, the underdog. It's you a tearjerker. Tearjerker. Yeah, I missed up sometimes watching Forrest Gump. I'm not going to deny that. I missed up a little bit. At what, at what scene? Well, when he sees Jenny in the uh, in the reflection pool yeah. in Washington D.C., it's a great one. You know, when he says goodbye to his mom, come on, yeah. and, and then yeah. and then and then he learns that that's his kid. I'm misting up right now. I'm missing <laughs> up right now when he learns that that is his child, and he asks. And Jenny if, tells him, and he asks, smart. he asks, he asks if if yeah, if he smart. asks if 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 he's if he's slow, and yeah. he says no, he's smart. And he missed. So I'm. I am. I'm freaking misting up right now. Just even talking about it. So I got. I got. You have your. You have your movie right now. Or what? Oh, I'm a boring guy. Oh, oh. Okay. Friend of the program. Matt Damon. He's a big a, Patriot fan, though. You know, Born Ultimatum. Every Born. All the Born series, movies. All the Born movies. They're good. I, I guess you, you like the call. one with. You like the one without Matt Damon, though. The Born movie, the last I one. I did. I like. You did like it. I like it. Jeremy Renner. He's a big Niners fan too. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner's a Niners fan. Everyone likes the Niners. Yeah, we did interviews with him. Super Bowl. <laughs> they're coming out of the woodwork, but the Ra- <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are, because they're all they're all fans from the '80s, and they're coming back. And then, back. They, and then yeah. after after '94, when Steve Young had the you know monkey taken off his back, yeah. then Mooch, our man Mooch, took him to a certain point, and yeah. then after that, it was some dark ages. Yeah, and now they're coming back. They're, they're back. bringing them back. back. But Good organization. There are Ravens fans everywhere, though. You can't tell these Ravens uh, fans will come from everywhere. Yeah, they I, are diehard. Definitely, they're everywhere. You know, you know, you hear that O's chant, whatever stadium you're in. Exactly, right. Uh, and you got a Thanksgiving game coming up again. You got the Steelers on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, in your house. Yeah, am I? Is it my breaking news to you? <laughs> I'm probably I have no clue. Like, I don't with know the I only know we play on. A, I know we open up versus Denver. That's the only thing <laughs> I know. In, in one in week Denver. at a time. In, in Denver, Denver yeah. yeah. One week at a time in yeah. Denver. You all right with that? Yeah, I mean. We had to play eight games on the road and eight away anyway. He's ready so. for training camp. He's ready. I'm seriously. I'm trying to trip you up. I'm trying to trip you up, and you are just. <laughs> you are too cool. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, what what you went through last year with your brother and the way you handled it and the way you went about your business. You got a ton of fans in the NFL. I'm definitely one of them, and I wanted to just say that to your face. The way you just handle your business was really inspirational. So thank you. Thank Appreciate you for that. Good luck to you uh, at the ESPYS. Thank you. I don't recall the last team that won the Super Bowl that didn't win the SB award for the team of the year. So Did you see that Miami? No. Yeah. The Heat? Yeah. Here's what you should do. If the Heat wins team of the year, you pull a Kanye. I was going to say, go up on the <laughs> stage. Kanye, take, this, take the mic. Yeah. You go up on the stage. Yes. Yeah. You pull a Kanye, yeah. and you point to Joe Flacco, and you say, he should have won this thing. But <laughs> totally do that. Hey, you remember when we were talking about how, you know, I don't want to say anything. It'd be on the, you know, another story later on. Okay, sure. That'd never happen. <laughs> but you can do it for us. Though. I would love that. Well, Rich's, <laughs> Rich's invite has been lost yeah, in my, the mail. Yeah, my SB invite has been lost for 10 years, you know, after Sports Center departure in 2003. Yeah, that's I've been. Uh, I, I haven't really gone there. And Navarro, listen. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, say hello to your coach Jim Harbaugh. For I will. Me. I'm a Wolverine. Okay. So you oh, know, I will. you know, I I got this thing. <laughs> I got this thing. You okay? Because you mentioned Penn State. We'll be saying hello October 26th in let, Happy Valley. Let them know. Yeah, let that's right. Know. Let me know. <laughs> Uh, hey, we'll see you in a couple of years. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Good to have you here. Navarro the Bowman of the they, San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> now, huh? Hey, it's, it's the first it. game oh, when right. they open up, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Welcome to game. the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah y'all oh. are slow out there. <laughs> when you say y'all wow. slow. Big Ten, Ooh. man. Watch. Ooh. Watch That's what? what's going to get them right, man. Loxley bringing in them boys. 
You know about Loxley. Loxley. You know about Loxley. Loxley will bring the boys in. So you said, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. All right, I don't record this. And then by the way, for after the game, the curse. By the way, by the way. This is recording, and <laughs> secondly, you think Maryland's going to come in the Big Ten? And uh, I think I think they'll be fine. I think it's just different. I think the the way they play, um, the playing style is a little bit now, different. The way we play, it's now oh, we're it's, not there part, yet. It's still part. another. It's still another year. I'm still I'm still having some issues, some personal issues myself. I have to get over with. You can't that. get through it, can nah, you? Nah, the only thing that's weird to me though, in all honesty, is that you know you you play and you understand the history of one program. So for them to start over fresh, mm-hmm. I can't relate to anything. I can't go back and be like, oh, I remember when we played. Right. Penn State up in Penn State or we played Ohio State like great programs to play I think it's great for our school but me mm-hmm. personally like you know, I can't relate to it so. alright well listen if you need help in the transition <laughs> <laughs> Navarro and I can help, I, can appreciate, help I appreciate it, you appreciate got it. it. good to see you Tori nice enjoy, to, enjoy your time here in, uh, in Los Angeles Navarro Bowman of the San Francisco 49ers good to see you yep. Tori Smith champion I have to say that don't shoot the messenger, Navarro. <laughs> champion, Super Bowl champion, Baltimore Raven, right here on the Purchasing Podcast. There they go, Navarro Bowman and Tory Smith and Chris Law out the door. <laughs> That's right. He's out of here all together because he's got he's off to the league. I wonder where they're shoot. where they're filming because last year I hope it's around here because last year we had a schlep all the way down. Yeah, we had to go all the way to Hollywood and Vine. Hopefully, it's around here because he'll be back for the close of the show. Yeah, but. Uh, that was fun tough for him. Tough for him not to be here for. Oh, uh, I know. And, and, for Marissa and, and Miller, and he's been uh, he's been efforting this interview for quite, for quite some time. Well, in between, as we're waiting, um, as we're as we're waiting for Marissa Miller, let's just finish up real quick these storylines. Oh yeah, cause, you know, because so, we didn't we we didn't we didn't hit all well, of them. Well, we got through three quarters of right. the NFC. And the, well, with those guys, we just hit some of the. The NFC West, right, with we San did. Francisco. We got San Francisco Kaepernick covered. year two, all of what San Francisco is doing. Right. Seattle. Man, love them. What in the world is Russell Wilson going to do except improve, right? I mean, that's what everyone believes. Percy Harvin, how is he going to fit in there? Mm-hmm. Cliff Averill on that defensive line that just takes one stud to after go another. With the, what do they call their secondary? The Legion of Boom? Right. Well, and, and Optimus Prime being uh, one yeah, of them. Apparent, you know, apparently, apparently yeah. as we heard on, on, on Twitter. <laughs> people were blowing us people up People were blowing with us that. up. That's Richard Sherman. Yeah. Right. Man, how Seattle is armed and and dangerous with with that, where they you know it's been a, I guess a, a whole off season battle between the two of them. Yeah, well, a lot of people talking about you know their PED use possible and well, we'll see how it all, all that plays that out. Cliff, uh, 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 Irvin's going to miss the first four games, right? Exactly. And still- in the rest of that division, we see with the Rams, they're improving. They had the best. We keep mentioning all Fantastic the time. They had the draft. best division record last year. They did best record in division against the division. St. Louis Rams. Tavon Austin and Sam Bradford, who we're we're hoping to get on this program in the next couple of weeks. We've been sort of biting around the edges there. What does that team look like? And what about Arizona? Carson, Arizona. Carson Palmer. Well, Larry Fitzgerald just had Larry's a whole host of them all up there. Bruce right? Arians running the football there. Who's their running back in Arizona? Uh, Is it that kid that uh, got hurt last year? Because you know, there's no, there's no. Um, I'll tell you who they have on the roster. Beanie Wells anymore? Here's what they got for running backs on the roster: Rashard Mendenhall. That's right. Rashard Mendenhall went to Arizona. William Powell. William Powell had Ryan, some good times. Ryan, Ryan Williams, Williams has been battling Ryan. injuries. There's some dynamic players there, man. Yeah. And Arians with the Kangle. Will he put the Kangle on the sideline? Yes. 
I say yes. He's going to be wearing a red so. one the whole time, the whole That'd season. Be it'd, be, it'd be amazing. Somebody should bring a Kangol to the sideline. I mean, haberdashery has been really vanilla ever since the league is mandating everybody has to wear. Well, was it Mike Nolan tried to bring the suits well, back? he did. He did. He as wore did Del a Rio. As did right. Del Rio. I love that look. Well, since Tom Landry with the, with with the, the, hat, with the hat. You know, Hank Stram would wear the suits. Now here and, comes some guy. He's going to try and go Kangol. No one's talking about that right now. <laughs> is that a, is that a unreported storyline for it you? It is Rich? in my mind. And then you take a look at the AFC. All right, let's go AFC East. We, let's start at the East. We don't even need to hit the Patriots and the Jets. We've that's talked all we about do, the, right? Yeah, and enough. then the, the Dolphins. They were what eight, they have done, eight and eight last year. What they have done. Okay, it's a five hundred football team. Tory's improving. Ex teammate Danelle Ellerby, who's talking left, right, up, and down down there. I, when I was on Levertard's show this week, and when I did ask and you, him, actually, what did about, talk the, about Dolphins, the Dolphins? He said they're doing a lot of talking. Well, Lamar Miller is supposedly the said. fastest guy in the league. His response was, they are doing a lot of talking. Okay. How do you like Ryan Tannehill? I don't year know. Two? What, a, what a total question, Mike Mark. Wallace? He did say they're really fast, is what he said. <laughs> That's what Lebertard said, too. Yeah. Okay. And then you see what's going on, you know, with the Bills. Right. With E.J. Manuel. I mean, Doug he, Marone, your guy. He's my guy. Your coach. Didn't take my quarterback, but went with E.J. Manuel. Well, Massive is a giant, but that's not going to be a storyline. No, of course sure. not. E.J. is a starter week one, you Stevie think? Stevie Johnson, it's time. I think so. There's no doubt. What else are they going to do? Yeah. Jairus Bird did not get a new contract. Did not, just this week. You know, that always stings players, but then we will see, we'll see how that manifests itself. I doubt it. I mean, I think, you know, these, these franchise tag players are stung, and then the paychecks come in. But I think Bird is not going to show up at training camp. That's what a lot of people are saying. Oh, he yeah. doesn't have to. But, you know, you take a look at their roster at Buffalo. How is E.J. Manuel not the starting quarterback there? Is it Kevin Cobb? Cobb's the you backup. Are going to do that? Can't do it. Yeah, I mean, you invested in this guy. What, was he the eighth overall pick? You know what? How high do you take C.J. Spiller in your fantasy draft? High. High. First, it depends on what type of draft you have, but if you're going straight up, for he's a first-rounder. AFC North, we just talked up, down, left, and right about the Ravens. The Steelers, what do they look like, right? What are they going to do? I don't know if they make the playoffs. That's when we always say that, and then ben, Big Ben plays his, his head off, and the coach is the coach. Who's their running back? Who's the running back in Pittsburgh? How many times have you had to ask that question without knowing off the top of your head? Not very many. Here's who they have. Baron Batch. At running Le- back. Le- uh, Jonathan Dwyer. Jonathan Isaac, Redman, Dwyer Isaac Redman. LaRod Stevens-Howling. So they switched. So the Steelers and the Cardinals switched Basically running backs. Basically switched running backs. And LaRod Stevens-Howling, uh, uh, when is the next Harry Potter coming out from him? <laughs> well, it just came out that he had a... Curtis uh, McNeil from USC. I don't know. And their receivers. The kid Bell from Michigan State. Antonio Brown. Who's running the football there, man? I'm telling you. And then and then you're running your wide receivers. I know Plexico. Emmanuel Sanders Plex is Plex sticking is around. Back. Antonio Brown. <laughs> Troy Polamalu, does he make it through a whole season? Oh boy. No uh no James Harrison. How do they look like? They look like a third place team. It's Cincinnati. And that's a huge story that you know few people just don't talk about Andy Dalton a lot. But Playoff, it's time. Back-to-back playoff years from him. Well, I know that, but you go down to Houston and lose to the moribund Texans. And I and I say that with all due respect, but the Texans, you know, are, are missing another gear. And that's another thing to be talking about them when we hit the AFC South is how good are they going to be? I know it's their division, but the Colts, you're two of luck. 
we just skipped over the Cleveland Browns in a way. I mean, but that's a storyline there too. The storyline is their owner there, the new coach there. Who's their quarterback there? It's going to be Whedon. Still Whedon. Right? Yep. How does he look defensively? What What is uh, our buddy Lombardi put on that field? Can and, they, and, can and they we, surprise and, people? And which six Cleveland Browns will be the, the pallbearers at that guy's uh, funeral? So, so they, they can, can let, let him down, down one, one more time. Final time. Best and, story of the offseason, right? For fun, of course. Jacksonville with their new coach. What is that team going to look like? But they have new helmets, Rich. Our friend of the program, MJD, does he bounce back from his Liz Frank injury? Blaine Gabbard, is he the guy? Liz Frank. Uh, Justin Blackman, does he have his right. stuff together? Speaking of Justin, uh, Justin Bieber uh, said he had a great time at the Liz Frank house, by the way. <laughs> but it's on the book there. <laughs> Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's favorite. Do you believe Dude, it? Dude, how many times does Justin Bieber show up in headlines that you have no idea? Oh, man. All right, she's coming through the door. Poor Chris Law. Poor I mean, Chris like I said, he's been law. setting this up for over a year. But look, if you're going to miss a supermodel coming in, why not be it because he's going to be on a TV show? Just get your shirt all. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me straighten, get straighten, your shirt let me straighten out here. Sitting down. Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen podcast someone who you can enjoy in the film R.I.P.D. that is uh, going to be uh, in a theater near you this weekend. And uh, we've also enjoyed her uh, for many years... Uh, at Sports Illustrated, swimsuit model, and now mom, we can add to the mix of 49er fan Marissa Miller. Good to have Hi, you here. Nice to see you. On Thanks the Rich for having podcast. me. You bet. You bet. Chris Brockman is uh, joining this conversation as well. He brought he bought a new shirt just for you. Did he? What did you buy? No kidding. This is a new shirt. Oh, My, your outfit. Michael Kors. <laughs> I bought a new shirt. because that I wanted actual to shirt he's wearing. Normally I'm wearing just like a t-shirt or jeans or something, but I, I wanted to look nice. It. You do. Thank to you. all the readers who can't see you. you, I, you look I, yeah, exactly. And, but it just, it really is just really sort of focused on you right now. That's about <laughs> as much as I'm going to say for this interview. Yeah, that's, well, welcome to the interview, Chris Brock. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Chris. I appreciate that. I'm always here for you, Rich. So, Marissa, RIPD coming in uh, theaters near you, you have got a major role in this film, which is, it strikes me again as sort of like a Men in Black type movie. Is that is that yeah. a, a good assumption as to what this yeah, is all about? Yeah, it's a lot of action, comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges, they play cops mm-hmm. of like the underworld. So when they are on Earth, they're mm-hmm. ghosts and they need disguises. So I'm Jeff Bridges' disguise. Mm-hmm. And then James Hong, he's he's an old Chinese guy. We've seen him in everything, right? Yeah, like no. gr- Gremlins, right? He, he goes he, back to Gremlins, I believe. Yeah, he's done like 400 films. I don't think anybody's done as many movies as he's he has. One of those, he's one of those that guys. Yeah, Right? When you absolutely. see him, at, wait, it's that guy. <laughs> he is that guy. I do believe he <laughs> was the one who sold the Gremlins. He was a, uh, he was the one who sold the Mogwais back in the day. I'm and ch- he was I'm in Blade, on that. Blade ahead, Runner. There, there he is. Yeah. It. Blade Runner, right? Yeah. Lopan. Lopan <laughs> in Blade Runner. Uh, he's one of those that guys. Yeah. So it was. I was very lucky to have him as a partner because he's a pro, and it was my first film. Um, so a lot of the comedy in the movie is mm-hmm. played out between the dynamic of him and I, and um, you know my character gets doors open for her because of the way she looks yes. and grandpa Chen gets doors open <laughs> because of the way he looks. So it's, um, it, there was a lot of comedy and I had to embody Jeff Bridges essence, which as you can imagine can be really intimidating. So which, which, um, film of which character of his other than this one, I mean, you had a, 
Did you, like the dude in the Big Lebowski? Did you did you channel a little bit of that? Did you channel? Um, it was. It's more True Grit because he grit. he plays like a two hundred year old cowboy. Okay. So. Um, I watched True Grit and The Big Lebowski for like three days just mm-hmm. to like, you know, get his voice in my head and right. his cadence. So he would do a scene and then I'd have to step in and like mimic his body language, everything. So, you know, I mean, you got to be you got to be a strong woman to play a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that goes without saying, but you know when you actually say it, it, it seems obvious. But then, the man is an Academy Award-winning actor. On top of it, uh, and did, yeah, and uh, the coolest guy ever. He seems like that, right? Oh yeah, he's totally. He is exactly what you'd imagine. I mean, we get our makeup done together every day, and right. it was super intimidating. But he's like su- super into music and just you know, laid back and I couldn't have had a better experience on set. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. And the, has the premiere hit yet? Have you gone to the movie premiere um, yet? The Red no, Carpet? No, it, it, um, when does that happen? It comes out Friday. Okay. Yeah. So it comes out Friday and then are you going to go see it in a theater? I mean, cause again, I would. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I would. If this is my first major motion <laughs> picture. It's not, the, you've seen yourself on magazines. You've seen yourself on right, television. Right. But this is, Silver right. screen here. Yeah. Are you gonna go see it? Yeah, I mean I haven't seen I haven't seen the whole movie. Right. Um but it's funny because my parents, I'm from Santa Cruz yes. and they have plans, I guess on Thursday night there's a three D showing at one of the theaters in Santa Cruz. So my parents are actually gonna see it before me. How cool is so that? they're bringing some of their friends and they're gonna go and which, you know, it's awesome. Now so, will they give you the thumbs up or thumbs down? Are they or are they gonna I mean, are they the type of parents that are gonna just tell it like it is? Well, my dad and I, we were joking because my mom, she's such a movie buff. Like, she goes to the movies all the time, but she falls asleep during everything. (laughs) Like... It's like she, she, we've all been there. Yes, we have. She's a nurse and she works full time. So she, you know, I get that she needs some sleep, but it's like she has the popcorn and the soda, like coma and just, she passes out. So my dad and I said, I was like, she better not fall asleep during my movie out of of every movie. I hope she makes it to the end. So that's kind of our little joke. Can we caffeinate her before? (laughs) before, Can we do something? Come on, mom. I know. To get her ready? But they're, they're very supportive. My dad, you know, my dad and I are common passion is sports and Mm -hmm. I'm such a daddy's girl. So, um, he got to see the behind the scenes of me doing one of the scenes where I get hit by a bus and, um, you know, like he sent me a text message last night and he's like super proud of, you know, anything Being I can do. A bus. <laughs> well, anything I can do that's athletic and, you know, that's okay. kind of, you know, my, my area, my strong point. Mm-hmm. So to be able to kind of have that in the movie was a big deal for me. Santa Cruz, the banana slugs, right? The UC Santa Cruz I, banana I slugs. I hate that that's what comes to mind, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... Well, those, those hats <laughs> well, were really popular Well, like, no, it's just the, 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 yeah. the John Travolta wore the shirt in Pulp Fiction. Right. If well, you hey, remember that, that, that's that true. made that huge. That's true. Yeah. That no, he, that's good. That's good. And the Lost Boys were filmed there. Is that, that I did not know. Yeah. In Santa Cruz. Yeah. And then there's the original you. vampire movie. Yeah. Well, then maybe you and your ascension as a film star, if I may use that word, you like that. I like that. Good. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, Thank you. Maybe that you could just, <laughs> you'll just, you've already done quite a lot to make sure that you are top of mind for Santa Cruz. But the, <laughs> but the banana slugs is really the first thing that Santa I think Cruz of. Yeah. What you're trying to say. Well, that's the face of Santa Cruz. Why I not? always like giving props to my hometown. I, I, I loved being born and raised there and mm-hmm. still live there now. And that makes you a Niners fan, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Is that, it's in the blood. It is, huh? Mm-hmm. Your family, your whole family are yeah, Niner fans? Yeah, we bleed red and gold. You know what? I mean, <laughs> last year, last year had to be great for you, right? It was. It was. It's been really exciting because when I first got into football, you know, it was in the 80s and they were just, I mean, they were just on fire. So it was a great time to fall in love with football when they were killing it. Yeah. You know, and then... And then not so much. And then not so much. Yeah. And so but, you know, you're a fan through and through and that's what it's about. The highs and the lows. And so to see, you know, what's evolved over the last couple of years is just I mean, it's just awesome. Right. You know, it, it was it was sort of strange to me that last year when the Niners are playing the Falcons in the NFC championship game and the Patriots are playing the Ravens in the AFC championship game, that the team of all four of them that had been out of that mix the longest yep. in the Super Bowl to win and go to the Super Bowl with mm-hmm. the 49ers. And I'm I thinking know. they made it every year. Yeah, I know. Back in the day. Yeah. You know? But, you know, you have to lose it to appreciate it. So I think, you know, everybody's just super excited about, you know, the possibilities and, you know, every year it's one step closer. You like, got the stadium coming You up got too. the stadium coming. Yeah. I know, yeah. where you can watch everything in 4G and whatever. <laughs> what, what was it? 8K. Or, <laughs> I don't even know it. All of this stuff, that it's all of this... <laughs> Uh, fiber optic. They're handing out right. iPads. Yes. <laughs> They're handing out iPads. Yeah. First, exactly. Let's give it. Let's. The Niners are now going to give away iPads. Get free iPads. Yeah, Jed York is <laughs> the first ten thousand customers. That up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> flipping his wig right now. Jed can handle it. Well, it's funny that I asked Jed York what his first memory was because you know he's he's the um, oh yeah yeah he Jed's goes awesome. way back. Mm-hmm. I asked him what his first memory football memory was. He said it was sitting on uh, Joe Montana's wife's lap, watching a game. Wow, that's. That's and now crazy. he runs the 49ers. I mean, that's got to be surreal. But at least there's few people who run teams in the NFL who right. have that DNA within them yeah. on their resume that Absolutely. I sat on the lap of the wife yeah. of the franchise quarterback. Yeah. That it's, pretty, it's not a good lap to sit on. Yes, <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> what is the matter with you? Are you objectifying Joe Montana's wife in oh, front of Marissa Miller? Good job. Good job I get Joe. a mean right hook. You're sitting not too far away. See, he, 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 he has gotten on the, <laughs> the last nerve of a few guys. Right now, but I'm drumming up this. No, but I right I get it. I get it. I I mean, yeah. When, anytime you have like you know your childhood, that passion. Yes. I mean, involved professionally, it's got to be. I mean, that's insane. So you love Kaepernick. You're a big Colin Kaepernick fan. You're the quarterback. Yeah, totally. I okay. mean, I think you know, seeing. I mean, seeing that whole transformation and him him stepping up like that. You know, I mean. His athleticism is crazy. I mean, seeing him run the ball and have more yards than the other team's running back was yep. amazing. You know, so he was he, running away from people. Yeah, it wasn't just like yeah. the defense wasn't ready for him. No, he ran through it and then away. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was cool because he he definitely had that like element of surprise because you know he was evolving into what he was becoming as it was happening, mm-hmm. and he was stepping up to the plate and just. I mean, making some plays that were just, you know, crazy. They were. Yeah. And and um, and also, he lives out the dream of most people. Right. On their jobs, when you do a good job, you stop and you kiss your biceps <laughs> in front of everybody. Like, if I tried to do yeah. that, right? If I did just a great lead-in to a piece... <laughs> And, and before I threw to the piece, I just stop and kiss my bicep. I think people would look at me a little. Well, if I askance. had a bicep like him, I'd kiss it too. Would you? Yeah, totally. Okay. 
Totally. I know. I, you I, have as many tattoos as him, too, so it really would work out. Well, my ink is in, is in the pen. That's where, that's where I use my ink, you know? But I, he, he, he's just an interesting case, Marissa, too, is that, yeah. that you never just I'm wondering what the next step for him is. Is the yeah. rest of the league maybe going to catch up to him in a way? He's gotten so much fame and, and yeah. not fortune yet, but the fame aspect. Right. Just last week, the controversy was he, he, he was on Instagram wearing a dolphin's hat. Right. And much of the Bay Area was upset about that. And I think people have to have, you know, you can't take things too seriously. I mean, that's the whole thing, like with social media, like, you know, you don't want to have to think every single word through. I mean, you do. You have a responsibility, mm -hmm. you know, to your fans and the public, but you also have to have fun with it, you know? And I mean, I think we all know um, Col uh, Colin's kidding, you know, it's... it's. Yeah, I just, a, a lot of people just seeing him in a in a Miami hat, I think just jarred him a little bit, <laughs> you know? Well, I, a lot of people take this very seriously. In yeah, no, no, and it and it is serious. And I think... The cool thing about Colin, I mean, we've all seen his talent and his ability, what he's capable of, um, but just seeing his experience now, he's, I mean, that's all he's lacking right now is just more time on the field and to do what he's going to do. And, and I think he's just going to get stronger. I think the team's going to get stronger. What do you think of uh, the coach, Jim Harbaugh? He's, you know, what Love do you, him. You do. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he's just, I mean, everything changed, you know. He everything changed and his I love how intense he is, mm -hmm. you know, and I just he's awesome. I mean, he's you could tell he builds confidence in players because the whole dynamic. I mean, he was working with the same players, but he brought something completely different out of each one and he really pulled it together. So, I mean, he's just the best thing ever. Yeah. And then he made that big switch from Smith, Alex Smith to Kaepernick. Were you on board with that from the very beginning? You know, I. <laughs> It's funny because, I mean, it obviously, you know, worked out, yes. but at the same time, you know, I was really behind Alex too, cause he was doing great, you know, and it was, it was cool to see him step up and make the transformation and make some really big plays. And, and I felt like he was really stepping into his own. So it was, yeah, it was a little like what's going to happen, you know, but as a fan, you just, you, you get behind what's going on and I know. You, you got, know, I mean, it was hard to hate what was happening. You know, adios, it was like Alex Smith. It was essentially like adios, muchacho. How you do know? you feel about it? I'm curious. You know what? I was of the mindset. You got to play the hot hand. Right. You know, right. I, I'm not one of these old school guys who sits here and says that you can't lose your job due to injury. But then again, if I lost my voice for a month and they put somebody on NFL game day morning, who was killing it. Right. You know, how would I feel if now suddenly yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm standing there with a, a clipboard in my hand? Yeah. But Alex, you know, he's on Kansas City now. I think he's going to do great there. Yeah. I really do think yeah. he's going to do great there. Yeah. What do you think? And I, I you could not go to the Super Bowl this past year. <laughs> and you always you go to the Super Bowl a lot. I've seen you at the Super yeah. Bowl quite a bit, but you yeah. couldn't go this year because I just had a baby. You had a baby. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. And thank you. Yeah, boy I, or girl? Um, Gavin. He uh, was born on December thirteenth. Okay. And um, yeah, you're he's not going. You're not going to the Super Bowl <laughs> at that point. Yeah, With you a know, three month old, right? Two and a half just, month old. I didn't want to take him on a plane, and no. you know, his little immune system. And but at the same time, if the Niners did go, I mean. It was kind of like, 
Wow, should we? Yeah, I know. I mean, you thought about it. It's okay if <laughs> thought you about thought it. about it, but yeah. I mean, that's, that's you know, three months is a little much. Yeah, and know. I really, I mean, I've been so busy, and I really wanted to take the time to enjoy Good for you. my pregnancy and just my baby. I didn't want to be on a plane and shuffling him around. You know, I just really wanted to be present in his life and just be in that little baby bubble for a while. Have you taken him on the plane? At this no, point yet? no. Okay. I mean, the the good thing is, is you know, living in Santa Cruz and coming to L.A. for work, we drive. You know, oh, so okay. it's you know, it's a nice drive along the coast. So that would make him right now about he just ten tra- months, seven months, seven months. Yeah, so I'm more verbal than math. I don't know. Thanks for <laughs> thanks you're for close. That. Okay, you're seven. Close. I'm, I'm yeah. right around there. Yeah, seven yeah. months. Yeah. So he's just precious. He's he's laughing, and you know, he just got his first tooth and. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So did Chris. Chris just got his first did tooth yeah. and a new shirt. <laughs> this is all very odd how similar Your all mother of this must is. be so proud. <laughs> she is, actually. At Brockman she's, Mary. She's on Twitter. Fan. She's on Twitter. <laughs> and you can follow Marissa on Twitter, at Marissa Miller, right? Where clearly you think before you tweet. Yeah, you gotta, I, I, mean, I do, but send. I like to have fun, yeah. No, I know you do. I'm not going to wear a dolphin's hat ever though <laughs> you can't do that no never but so then your but your quarterback does you know that's the that's the disconnect that people have right now yeah but you know he can With, he oh. can do no wrong right now in my book okay so. there you go <laughs> uh and everyone should go see r.i.p.d in theaters near you um starting this very weekend yeah friday i'm psyched for you where Thank you got you. yeah where you're jeff jeff bridges where I'm Jeff Bridges. You're you're basically Jeff <laughs> Bridges. Know. Yeah. And the guy from Gremlins is yep. is Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Did they have a who had a better bond, you and Jeff Bridges or the guy from from Gremlins with with Ryan Reynolds? I oh, mean, it's a totally it different dynamic. Yeah, I mean, it it's you know, uh, James was you know he was my partner. He was. He's your guy. Yeah, yeah, he was my partner. Incredible so. how things work out. Yeah, probably never thought that. Ne- when never. You're, when you're on the cover of Sports Illustrated, never that thought you I'd and the be... guy from Gremlins. You yeah. got another or one for me? Dude. The dude, <laughs> the dude, <laughs> the dude from Big Lebowski. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of rumors that they're going to make a, a, a sequel to that. Really? And the uh, really? the Coen brothers shot it down, saying that's not happening. Which is too bad because oh, you know because you know the dude you know, it it sort of left you yeah. wanting a little bit more yeah you but know? you know sometimes it's it's good to just leave it yes and not that's what great yeah. art does yeah but we want an RIPD too if if that should come to pass maybe right there you go maybe let's stick with RIPD <laughs> maybe you can get hit by a train or something yeah the there you go one. yes your dad would be so I have proud to evolve <laughs> yeah <laughs> just go through all the all the different forms of transportation that can strike you on the big screen for your father's entertainment thanks for coming on I appreciate it uh, you're welcome good luck to you Niners you're welcome back anytime whenever you want to promote do you have anything else you want to mention here do we can get out there go Niners there you go <laughs> and go to uh, a theater near you to see RIPD the rest in peace department and see Marissa Miller on the big screen right now on the rich eisen podcast thanks for coming on thank you, you bet. Bye. delightful i know i sound like damashek there <laughs> she's just a delight she really was miller knows a lot about football yeah well you know what i don't like saying that because I, that's 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 a little sexist but that she Rockman? knows a lot about football yeah, you don't say that about other guests that come in here well, there. I mean, that's look, true. We do have offending a guest. Hey, come on, look who's oh, back! Oh, hey. come on! I you know, just missed her. I know. I I heard she left like seven minutes ago. I missed the. I missed it by. Missed it by. Well, you know, in much. a way, we do get some celebrities on here who don't know much football, and you go, "Hey, that person knows football," and we've said that about guys. Yeah, so sure. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'm I'll back like, off on you, but I just you just get my hackles up when you attack Marissa Miller. <laughs> 
with your sexist comments. Oh, come on. <laughs> do not objectify that woman. Whatever you do. She's beautiful. Absolutely. She was. I sound, now, now I sound like uh, the, the Louis Waltz character from how The did, Godfather. Uh, she was beautiful. How did the movie sound? Because it, it, it's, it's an interesting concept. It like, sounds like I, I mentioned it. It, it, it just it, it has a lot of men in black overtones. Yeah, a little yeah, men in black yeah, for sure. You know, so it's um, a little it's a little different. And I'm sure that that's what they're going a lot for. Of the same. I trust and, Jeff Bridges, man. Hey, Tommy Lee Jones is an Academy Award winner. Jeff Bridges, Academy Award winner. But the dude, Ryan Reynolds. So I mean, you know, I guess Ryan Reynolds is in the Will Smith role, I guess, of this film. I would and so. I don't know what Marissa's in, what any role, or the guy from Gremlins. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Put Marissa Miller. That guy in was movie. also, by the way, in like eighteen thousand episodes of Mash. Oh, really? Can you look that up on his IMDb page? Yeah, I had it up earlier. Call it up again. How many episodes of Mash was he in? I, I'm right. going to put the over under at. Which guy 12. is this? I, I okay, James James Hong. Do you James know how Hong. old James Hong is? He's got to be in his eighties. Born in nineteen twenty nine. Okay. So do a little quick math there. That's eighty three. Yes. Uh, let's see. Episodes of MASH. How many episodes? I'm going mean, to over under 12. So I'm taking the over. When was MASH on the air? Oh, oh, dude. Oh, crap. All right. All right. 70s. Be... Go back to the 70s. Well, look. This guy's IMDb page is ridiculously long. I know. That's why I'm, I'm bringing that up. Keep going. Okay. You should have tested him on the decade. Keep going. Keep going. The 70s. Keep going. I don't think he was... Look, MASH. Not coming up. That's... BS. Hold he on. was in episodes of MASH Unless as the day is long. Keep going. M-A-S-E. No, no, dude. Keep going down. Just keep scrolling. Oh, you got the I'm wrong scrolling. guy, Rich. I don't think yeah, he's in come MASH. Come on. Law. Down to the 70s. I don't think he's You're in, in MASH, the 80s. man. 100%. I'm telling you right now. Hawaii Five O. He was definitely in MASH. Kung Fu. I will stake my reputation Uh-oh. he was on in MASH. Swat. Keep going. Jinx. I mean, I'm telling you, he's not in keep MASH. Going. Keep going. Starsky and Hutch. Charlie's Angels. Yes. Keep going down. I'm, Ladies and gentlemen. I'm going up. I know. Don't go up. I started at nineteen. If you had the under, you may have been correct. No Because it's way. looking like it's coming in at zero. This guy was in episodes of MASH as the day is long. <laughs> he was it. The Fugitive? He was in The Fugitive in 1965. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm James you. Hong, right? Yes. Minute. James Hong, MASH. Rich going to the computer himself. He does look, not believe look, us. I have MASH up right now. It did 11 seasons, okay? How was he not? He was totally in MASH. Full cast and crew. He had to be in MASH. Yeah, not, not in MASH. Not in MASH. I, I, I'm stunned. He had to be in Barney Miller. <laughs> not in MASH. For sure. <laughs> any, other, not... any other 70s TV shows you want to name? Well, he was in Hawaii Five O. He, yeah, he did a bunch of Hawaii Blade 5-0s. Runner. Yep. I can't believe he was not on MASH. But you're right. He's literally been in 400 different things. Yes. His credits are insane. Yeah. Rob Riggle. Is he on the phone? <laughs> Rob Riggle is on the phone. He was not in MASH. This is going to be fun. Let's get him on. the. F- he's on a horn? He is. Yep. Okay. Here he's we go. Through. Pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast a uh, friend of the program. He was a ESPY host last year. Now he's uh, once removed. And uh, I'm looking forward to hanging at his uh, event along with Jason Sudeikis and Paul Rudd, the Big Slick tournament that goes down in Kansas City every year uh, in honor of the uh, local children's hospital down there in Kansas City. Big Chiefs fan Rob Riggle. How are you, Rob? Hey, very good, very good. Glad to, glad to be here. Um, I am glad to have you on to talk about uh, the Big Slick event that's going down in Kansas City in support of I'm Children's so glad, Mercy I'm Hospital. So glad you're com- I'm so glad you're coming, man. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. Well, I mentioned at the at the uh, at the top of the broadcast that uh, every year you have it on my birthday weekend. 
and I can't yeah, go in June, and this year you have it in July, so I'm I'm all in, as they would say, at the Big Slick. Which is beautiful, and that's why we changed it, because I was like, I'm not having another <laughs> year go by with the rich eyes. <laughs> you know what? I, I appreciate that. You're a giving man. Uh, what what is, the, uh, what is the genesis of this, uh, so people can know what it is and, and get behind it as well, Rob? Sure, sure. It's, uh, you know, several years ago, um, I, I came back. To, I'm from Kansas City, um, and I came back and hosted an event for Children's Mercy Hospital um, and just got involved with the hospital and decided I wanted to create my own event. So I reached out to Paul Rudd, who is also a Kansas City son, and reached out to Jason Sudeikis, who's also a Kansas City, a son of Kansas City. And, you know, we all, all three of us grew up within five miles of each other. Um, Paul and Jason went to Shawnee Mission West High School. I went to Shawnee Mission South High School. Um, and we're all KU guys. And, uh, you know, so anyway, we have a lot of pride in Kansas City. So I, I solicited these guys, got them on board, and we, we all, we all uh, co-host this thing together. And it's called the Big Slick Celebrity Poker Tournament. And uh, we bring in a lot of our celebrity friends to Kansas City, and we – play poker and, and the friday night before the poker tournament is on saturday but the friday night before we all go out to royals the royal yes. stadium the K out there uh where they had the all-star game last year and we uh we tear it up we play a wiffle ball game and then we have beer and barbecue for the rest of the night and it's a big old time i'm looking and, forward uh, to that part for sure yes so yes, so because because part of this thing, well, well, listen, I don't know about that, but I know I'm here's it. I'm here's the jersey that I'm rocking because it, it basically you're giving all of us a Kansas City Royals jersey, um, and you gave me the choice of putting a name on the back. Yes, and I chose Balboni, number forty five. Oh, old school Royals. You I know, mean, circa mid eighties. Yes, when, you know we're on top of the mountain. <laughs> Yes, or the mountain of Balboni, I think, from back he in the was day. A mountain, wasn't he? Yes, he, he was. He was truly a mountain. Uh, last year, uh, John Hamm, yes. who was hosting the ESPYS this year, John Hamm uh, was eighty because he's a Cardinals fan. So he had he has you know the Royals rub him a little raw from the '85 World <laughs> Series. So he wore what was the the umpire's name? Dankinger. He went Dankinger. Yeah. <laughs> He wore that was the name he put on the back, and then he put eighty five. You know what? That's that's ham, that's ham being hardcore right there. I like that's that. Hardcore. Yeah, because it's a thirty year old grudge. <laughs> he can't let it go. He can't oh, let man. it go. Have you given him any advice on hosting the ESPYS? Did you drop any knowledge his way? I, I didn't. I sent him a note just saying, you know, you're going to rock it, have a blast. But you know, he's he's. A funny, awesome dude and a true pro. He's going to knock it out of the park. He doesn't need any advice. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, that was fun having you on prior to last year and then watching you crushed it. You crushed oh, it last thanks, year, right? Of course. Thank you very much. Absolutely. I, uh, one of the probably one of the most fun things I've ever done in show business. Well, now, uh, so this big slick tournament. How can people get uh, involved? Where can people send donations Absolutely, to get involved yeah. with if, with this if you event? Want to get involved. There's some there's some really cool stuff going on. We, uh, as part of all of this, we have a live auction and party, but as a component to that, we have an online auction mm-hmm. that's going on. Now, some of the great items in the live auction aren't available on the online auction, but the online auction has some amazing stuff on it. Um, a lot of great stuff from the guys over uh, at uh, NFL Fox. We've got some autographed Bradshaw and Howie Long and Strahan and Jimmy Johnson stuff. we got... Um, Maroon 5 autographed guitar by the whole band, Adam Levine, very nice guy. 
I told him about this. He said, oh, yeah, I want to get involved. So he gave that. And um, uh, we have just really, you have to go check it out. Go to www.bigslickkc.org, mm-hmm. and you can find the online auction and all the information you ever need to print there. Well, now uh, you've, you've got the competitive juices flowing in me, Rob. If you're saying that Bradshaw and the NFL on Fox guys have thrown in a football, i got to throw one in the online auction from NFL Network. I mean, I got Dion on a football. I can get Marshall Falk, Sap. I can oh, get see, it Kurt worked. Warner. I was, I was taking a shot here. I was taking a shot, and it worked. I knew you got, I, you he shamed you into it, Mitch. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yes, I can get Mariucci on that football. I mean, Irvin. I can get some serious Hall of Famers on that football. So. Holy cow. If you do that, yes. man, I'll tell you what, the first beer is on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. Again, I'm looking, fo- I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Rudd and Sudeikis and you all getting together with all your buddies, and I'm honored that you guys uh, invited me this year and that oh, I can we're go. We're so happy you're coming. I appreciate are, that. It's a family affair. So Sudeikis' mom is like booking my travel. Well, that's the thing. When we started this, it, it is totally run by our families because, you know, we all live on the, either New York or L.A., but our families live here, and so they, are, they run and organize pretty much all of it. My, my sister and my brother-in-law handle, like, the operations. Uh, Paul's <laughs> mother handles all the PR, and uh, uh, Jason's mom handles all the travel. Um, and, and, we, and then we have our friends. I have all my friends from high school and college that are committee chairman, you know, uh, in charge of the actual poker tournament, in charge of the auction, in charge of the... So, and my That's wife awesome. is running the online auction. So it's, it's, this, it's, it's a real family affair. It's, um, but that way more money goes, obviously, to uh, Children's Mercy Hospital. Yeah, and tell your, tell your wife she's got an NFL Network's autographed football. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put that thing together when I see all the guys at the Hall of Fame, and we'll just put it online, and people can bid on it, and we'll send it off to whoever wins. i got to do my amazing. part here. i got to do my uh, part. I love it. I love it. I, I can't wait. Um, I will tell my wife. You please do that. And, and uh, are you? I assume you're fired up for the chief season. Andy Reid is in the mix now, right? Alex Smith is in the mix now. That this is this is a changing oh, of the guard. It's going to be a hot one in the AFC West. <laughs> I mean, I, now don't get me wrong. I know Peyton and the Broncos are a force to be reckoned with. I acknowledge that. Yes. But stand by. We got. The number one draft pick. Our offensive line is looking amazing. We got new GM, new head coach. We got a new hungry quarterback, proven winner coming in. We got a killer running back in the second draft, uh, second round from Arkansas. We've got. We are starting to shape up. Not to mention uh, Jamal Charles there. What? <laughs> and defense was already stout. Like I, I am so excited for this season. It's going to be a thriller. And Andy Reid, you got the guy. You got the, you got you got the coach who's you know he always holds up the 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 laminate over his mouth as he calls the plays. He's sneaky. He's cagey <laughs> like that. You got it all working. It. Yeah, we got the captain of the ship. He's going to he he'll take us to the promised land. What, Every year I make the same prediction. <laughs> one of these years it's going to happen. Yeah. Super Bowl walking away. Oh man, the Big Slick tournament. Uh, it's bigslickkc.org. That's the website that people can go to. Correct. That's right. Bigslickkc.org. A lot of great pictures. A lot of fun. Um, you can find the online auction there too, which I believe opened today. Opened today. So go there right now, and all goes to Children's Mercy Hospital. I am looking forward to hanging this weekend, Rob. Oh, we we can't wait. I can't wait for you to get in here. Friday night is a blast, dude. Well, I mean, just going out there in a Royals jersey, a Yankee fan in a Royals jersey, so I'm a wolf in the sheep's clothing there. (laughs) And uh, going out there, that's why I chose Balboni. I had to have somebody with some Yankee roots. Uh, You know what's so funny is uh, uh, the first year, Will Ferrell, who was an Angels fan, 
but he knows he obviously knew the AL West when the Angels were there. Um, so he he felt the same way. He felt like it may be a little sacrilege, but he came out and wore a Quisenberry twenty nine. Oh, nice Quisenberry. Yeah, he went quiz. Hey yeah. man, uh, quiz quiz and Berry. Uh, one of the things that still gets my goat, sort of John Ham, and this goes before eighty five. Quisenberry closed the Pine Tar game when they replayed it. That's true. And Quisenberry was on the DL the day that oh. Brett hit the home run, and I was so pissed. I'm like, he shouldn't be allowed to close a game that's being continued. If he was unavailable that day, he should be unavailable. Well, and it was three. That's debatable. That's debatable. I think that was a good call by the commissioner. <laughs> he, was, he was very lucid when he made that call, I'm sure, the commissioner. But, yeah, I mean, I was so upset as a Yankee fan. It was three up, three down. And, uh, and that was the end of the, the Pine Tar game. I was pissed. And, that, yeah. hey, I've got that grudge. That goes before Ham's grudge. We're talking it eighty. Justice for the, it was justice for the pathetic behind our call in the first place. That's true. You're not wrong. That was pretty bad. That's Billy Martin at his sneakiest right there. That's for sure. It was crafty. No one can deny how crafty he <laughs> was. <laughs> I'm sure he was lucid when he made that call too, Billy Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, thanks again for calling in. I appreciate it. I know you got lots going on with family and getting this big slick event together in Kansas City with all your buds, and I look forward to hanging. Well, thanks, man. We can't wait to see you. You bet. That's uh, Rob Riggle back on the Rich Eisen Podcast. I'm looking forward to this thing because I've heard nothing but fun things about it, and it's a great charity, great people behind it. Everyone should go to that website and, uh, and bid on, uh, on items. Great uh, cause in a uh, great children's hospital in a great football town, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, i got to be honest. Did I sound um, – I, I was fully occupied with Rob, but I'm, I'm, I'm totally – reeling from the fact that James Hong was not in MASH. <laughs> when the man the man was on Rockford Files, all in the family is what I think. You know, I mixed up my iconic 70s television May, shows. Maybe you did. He was in nine episodes of, uh, he was in two, uh, two episodes of All in the Family. Dynasty. SWAT. Uh, Kung Fu. McMillan and Wife. Rockford Files. Yep. Uh, Starsky and Hutch. Bionic Woman. Jigsaw John. Wonder Woman. Well, Maud. Charlie's Angels, Lou Grant, just Taxi, okay? I mean, he heart hit- to heart, different strokes. He was on Airplane. He was in the movie Airplane. He did everything except Fantasy Mash. Island, Soap. Except Dallas. Mash. No everything Mash. How, how in the world? St. Elsewhere, Dynasty, Falcon Crest, TJ freaking Hooker, the Fall Guy. Right. How is he not in Mash? So to give you some perspective, how was he way, not in Mash? Did, the A Team, Cagney and Lacey. Mash did two hundred and fifty-one episodes. They couldn't sneak him in. One. Who's the boss? Magnum PI. <laughs> this is this so, guy is is in everything. Rob Riggle has sixty-four working titles, and that includes multiple hits on shows. Right. Uh, that only counts as one working title. James Hong. What? How many does he have? Three hundred and eighty-two. Unbelievable. So if he was on a series for fifteen episodes, that only counts as one. Right. By the way, I think. R.I.P.D. has gotten its money's worth in this podcast. <laughs> There's no doubt. So he's in R.I.P.D. and SWAT S.W.A.T. But he wasn't in M.A.S.H. No. His first. How cre- is that happening? His first credit was in 1955, the year my dad was born. Wow, <laughs> which is awesome. 
All right, last thing, because we've been on for 80,000 hours. Yeah, this, is a, this is a megapod. It's a great which, pod. Did you see Sharknado or not? I was on a flight back from New York, uh, and I saw the Twitter explosion. Our, our international listeners are all wondering what the hell I it mean, is. I mean, Sharknado. Did you guys actually watch Yes, his, all yeah, two hours. I watched, I watched, I watched it from it. 10 p.m. to midnight. Yep. Yep, every was last it just like minute. deliciously bad? Or it, was, it, was, it was fantastic. I got to tell bad. you, it was, it was so bad, and then I almost gave up because how bad it was. And then decided to stick with it. And the last 15 minutes, so rewarding. <laughs> the twist at the end, I will not give it away, even though that breaks the Aaron Rodgers rule. If it's been 24 hours, shame yeah, on you. I, I, this <laughs> but, but What channel was it sci-fi. on? Sci-Fi. S-Y-F-Y. They're replaying it this week. Thursday I night. Think. Check your local Thursday listings. Night. Thursday night. Holy crap. This thing swept the nation, man. It, well, it, it, it swept Twitter. Yeah. The nation, only 1.4 million people saw it. Which is, you know, well, for like, sci-fi, it's that's like a... one-eighth of a Thursday night game. Right. So, so for, th- for that movie, that's probably... A, a, a low-rated Thursday night football game. Yeah. But the director said he didn't set out to make a bad movie. They oh, were, clearly they were, didn't. They were going legit. Clearly and he didn't. That's why up. he put the final word uh, the final word panel of Fin, like he was a, a French auteur, F-I-N. Well, that was the name of the bar, too. No, uh, it's also a Fin on its shot. I, I realized that he was going for a lot of things there. <laughs> Got an international shout-out? You got an international shout-out? I shout do, out? I do. Uh, James Marley, at James M uh, 2500 He's from Pool Dorset. He says, can I please get international shout-out of the week? Please, dude, never miss a podcast. Hashtag go REP. Thanks, James. Yeah, I just want to obviously thank the uh, Jeff and Jackie Shaver from the league. Had a good time. Oh, yeah. Gone, so. Good for you. Well, you don't say anymore because you know they're very you're yeah, em- you're no. embargoed. You are, yeah, you can't say anymore. Do I'll we know say, what, what epi- do we know what this, episode? Yes. It's episode three, okay. I believe. Okay, and, excellent. Uh, hopefully I don't get cut out. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Dude. Hey, so long as you secure us the invite to the premiere like yes. last year. Jake and the Fat Man. Still going <laughs> on about cash. James Hong. I'm cueing the music, Rich. Seinfeld. You know, Seinfeld. Yeah. He, was, he, was the, he was Seinfeld the, Ford. Seinfeld Ford. Seinfeld That's James Ford. Hong. Seinfeld Ford. Oh, Doogie Howser, MD. Oh, you let it go, man. Operation Dumbo Drop, <laughs> Manimal, right. General Hospital. I think Brock and I are going to sign off this podcast. <laughs> at Chris Law, at Rich Eisen, I'm Chris Brock. The in-laws. At the Eisen Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening, dear friends.